0: What do you want then? You here for a little taste?
1: Welcome to playthrough. Hello. Andy. Whenever you're ready, mate. Good evening, all. Evening. Hello, and welcome to playthrough.
2: Captain Gilmore sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> The podcast where one middle aged gamer plays some middle aged games and three children try to distract him <laughs> whilst he talks about them. That's our <laughs> podcast, is it not? Mm. Do you want to love about,
2: about Andy's hosting? He gets really cross. Yeah. <laughs> but we yeah. <laughs> But he, I
3: he's totally not going to get to I, start yet. But he's, I, I, I'm totally shaken because I, I think maybe the the known universe is just about to end because Chris didn't do the clap. Well, <laughs> That's no, that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no Chris one has knows been doing what the, the countdown is. for for years and years now, Andy, and you've totally just disrupted that.
2: Yeah, it's. Potentially
3: the start of a new era. Who knows? We'll you see know, what happens. Do you know
2: when I interviewed Tommy Talarico I made him do the clap as well? <laughs> did you? <laughs> yes. Did you get
1: any say in the matter? Or
2: He was, you? was just a bit like,
1: what are you talking about, the clap? <laughs> <I> said, <"Well,
2: laughs> you know, so we can sync our audios, because I was a complete noob and made him record his own audio and everything. Mm. And it, it, he must have thought, who is this kid? <laughs> did he hype? <laughs> did he hype his clap up before he did it? He said, "This is the best clap you'll ever hear." Listen to this clap. He did have a yeah. really, he did do a really good clap, actually. Did he keep you waiting twelve months for it? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, that's really bad. <laughs> yeah, he was. No, he was good fun, Tommy. And then, but yeah, when I said to him like, "We're going to clap on three, thinking that's just what everyone would know, and yeah, he you was didn't
3: prepare confused.
2: him. No, <laughs> just <that> told him. <laughs>
1: Good times. So, I am Andy Gilbert tonight. I have got with me the usual suspects. We've got Jim Middleton. Hello. Hello. Jim. Hello. Chris Worthington. Hello, Chris. Hello. Hello. And Mads Christensen. Hello, Mads. Hello. Hello, everybody. This is episode 36, which covers episode 2 of our playthrough, the final game of our season, The Wolf Among Us. This is episode 2, Smoke and Mirrors. So, if you picked this up one by mistake, We also have episode one that's currently available. We would obviously suggest that you listen to that first, because as always, this is a retrospective discussion on our playthrough of of episode two, so it will be full of spoilers. You may just want to know what happens in the game, in which case carry on listening, but if you want to play it and then discuss it, then obviously stop now and listen afterwards. How is everybody? What's been happening? Jim.
0: Uh, I'm all good, all good. I've just th- I've just looked down, and I didn't th- I didn't think I had any pickups since we last recorded, but I did. But and I've just seen it. So hang on, let me reach down, I'll hold it up to the camera. Check that. Oh, is that an original it's... one? No, yeah, it's the, the new one, watch, it? So it's the Super Mario Brothers game of oh, watch. Mario. Okay. Yeah, yeah, got it off um, Facebook. Uh, nice. marketplace 25 quid to yeah. be honest it was probably uh, 20 quid too much but there we go <laughs> <laughs> well they it were was... about 25 30 quid new were no, they no they were like 50 quid brand new
1: were they oh, okay
0: yeah. so what colour that...
2: is that one
1: because that, that's I've got a gold one but that's the original one
0: No, yeah, it's the same
2: yeah
1: mm. oh it's, oh, that's gold oh I see yeah, on the yeah, camera it's it, the looked like, it looked like it, it looked like it was showing up as white
0: to red I thought was... yeah, oh nice but... very good yeah ah, it's a bit rubbish, though, isn't it? Do nah, you like it? It's, it's a cool. A nice it's a very cool thing to have. Do you like it? Yeah, oh, fair enough. It's but a nice like, novelty. It is a nice novelty. I'd rather have one of the originals though. You can look super hipster if you sit
1: in a coffee shop and play it.
0: I could, but not with kids like running
3: all over me and
2: no, smashing no. it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: you can see my original Donkey Kong Junior right over there. Actually, oh nice. Mm. Now that is cool <laughs> to have one of the original That's cool. game. That, right. that was yeah, mine that from is. when I was a kid. That's hipster. Oh, nice. Oh, that's like that. cool. It still yeah, works.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, works fine.
2: They're hardly little bits of kit. Those originals, aren't mm. they? They've kept going yeah. forty plus years. Yeah, I
0: had the Zelda double screen. Mm. You know, the uh, back beauty. back in the day. Yeah, not got it nice anymore, one. sadly. But yeah, <laughs> they're not cheap to buy now either, are they? Really. Absolutely, absolutely beauty. Yeah. But yeah, apart from that, mate, I'm all good. Been playing. I've started Pikmin three again. Okay. I started okay, okay. It, I started it ages ago and just bounced off it. But it's fine. I gave it a bit longer this time and it's finally sort of got its claws in so and enjoy- have been really enjoying that. So I'm did probably, you play uh, 1 and 2 Wii? back in the day? That's on the Switch. So I had it on the Wii U back in hmm. the day. I probably still got it on the shelf over there. But yeah, I've got it on bought it again, as you do, on the Switch and I've been playing that. But yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's got its teeth into me now, like claws, whatever, whatever they say it is, and uh, yeah, it's, both. It yeah, can have its claws and its teeth into you. Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> but yeah, they're <laughs> firing you. Yeah, but no, I'm enjoying it now. I'm um, about ten day, in-game days in, and yeah. Mm. yeah it's, it's did, did you play the originals back in the day? No, the first, I didn't. The no, first no. one is,
3: is a wonderful game. Probably my favorite GameCube title, actually. I've never played the second. I have it, but I haven't had. I haven't found time for it, but it's
0: supposedly really good as well. Yeah. I think they they made it a bit easier on the Switch, which always goes down well in my book.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. It don't, I don't remember them being particularly difficult games though.
3: No. no. I think there's a think, few missions you'd have to try a, a few times and that's it.
0: Yeah. And then like there's like a bit of a, a, a time yep. element yep. to it as well, isn't there, yep. that sort of There's a day night routine. Dif- so. Gives you a bit of a difficulty sort mm. of spike here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, no, really good. Games. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And then um, we had a bit of a multiplayer sesh on uh, Shredder's Revenge in the week. With yes. The s- Strikes Three and, and uh, Reese. Reese cool. Win. Yeah.
1: So report back, is it good? It is, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's really oh, good. Oh, nice. Really good.
0: I wasn't, a, when it first got announced, I wasn't that much of a, I wasn't a big fan of the art style. It just, I don't know what it was. It didn't sort of grab me.
1: No, I was a bit disappointed with it as well.
0: Especially, I I was in the camp that really enjoyed the Streets of Rage four art style, which I, I know it was quite sort of divisive on it. Some people liked it, some hated it. But I was quite in the light. I was in the light camp. But um, but yeah, once once it starts moving and you are playing, yeah, man, it's it's really really good.
1: Yeah, really good. I I just got uh, I think probably quite strong feelings on that franchise as a whole. But the obviously the original arcade that what was 1989 1990 mm. uh, i've just got such fond memories that was when i first went to the states in 1990 and there was an arcade place there that I had that and my brother and i that's literally all we wanted to spend our holiday money on is we just got our mum and dad to take we basically insisted that they take us there every single night so that we could play that game and it's one of these ones that is just hardwired into my probably yeah. top top five games in terms of the ones that had sort of the most influence on your your gaming preferences mm. But it's nice yeah. to see a modern version. I, I think they need to, obviously, they need to expand it and they need to develop all that. You can't just, the, 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 the sites going beat them up to so those days definitely don't work today.
0: No, no. And this you is this else. sort of level in story mode. It levels your character, levels up as you play. You learn okay. like, extra moves and mm. you can stack a few more uh, super moves and more health and all that sort of stuff. But it only does yeah. it per turtle that you're playing as. Okay. So that adds a little bit. Bit more to have it. you seen this final vendetta as well? That's just been released. Yeah, it came out on the like the day after. I think. Yeah. Tur- Turtles came out on the Thursday. That came out on the Friday. But yeah, so that looks that looks good.
2: It's like a love letter to Final Fight, isn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah, and that's another other one. I'm really intrigued to play because
2: I've not played Street of Rage 4 yet. I mean, I must have it installed on every single machine I have, but I've never actually sat down and played it. And but I'm intrigued. I haven't just revisited final fight in a bit of detail and not really enjoyed it i'm intrigued to see what kind of modern design stuff they've put around you know what what ended up being a pretty tired old genre in the in the mid 90s be interesting.
0: I yeah, I think with Streets of Rage four because it wasn't designed for the arcade. Final Fight just turns into an absolute coin guzzle doesn't. Yeah, it, it's game. just a really, grind, really cheap and an absolute a grind. Whereas Streets of Rage four, it never felt like that to me.
2: No, uh, it well, it's wasn't. I, I suppose the difference is these games aren't built to guzzle coins,
0: and that's a no, huge no. difference, isn't it? And then um, yeah. You, yeah, you the move sets expanded. There's loads of different characters that you can unlock mm. and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's, That's where you get your longevity, I suppose.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, nice. Well, it's probably worthwhile. It's a good good opportunity to get a cheap plug-in for our Discord channel because we, inside that of a multiplayer channel as well, that we sometimes organise ad hoc multiplayer games, somebody might just suggest one that's either released or one that they've wanted to play. And there's usually two, three, four willing volunteers that want to join And We've had some absolutely brilliant sessions in the past, and that's how this one came about as well. Mm. So if that's something you might be interested in, then jump into our Discord channel and you'll find plenty of chat in there, um, both in the general chat and in the multiplayer lobby. If you want to come and suggest something to play or join in on some of our multiplayer sessions, that's the place to do so. Awesome. I, I think on that note, I think we're planning on playing uh, tomorrow night. I think there was some chat about that, wasn't there? Yeah, Friday night, I think
3: yeah. it was. Fr- Friday. Where are we?
1: It
2: was, Wednesday,
0: Wednesday, was it? Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. I think
2: there's right. been chat about... Tomorrow night playing some turtles, and Friday night playing some Samurai Showdown over on okay. Retro Asylum. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay, good.
1: Yep, and it's on Game Pass as well. So again, another yet another free game for um, with Shredder's Revenge. It's good stuff, yeah. so. and of course
2: it is free because that's the way dem economics works, isn't it? You pay for it,
1: and <laughs> therefore it's free, and then it's free. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's actually the common, I don't know what the retail price is. What thirty five pounds or something? So I've actually just been given thirty five pounds <laughs> by it being available on Game Pass. Exactly. So not only is it free. Yeah. I'm missing credit, so I need yeah. to go and spend thirty five pounds another another mm. game.
0: Yes, Sonic Origins. Sonic Origins because... comes out tomorrow. Get that. Well,
1: there you go. Is that on Game Pass? Because
0: otherwise, it's then I've got seventy pounds. No, to spend. no, it's not on Game Pass. Either. Oh, I well,
2: yeah. I'm, we'll less, ex- that, I'm so. less excited about Sonic front, uh, Origins than I am about. Is it Frontiers? Hmm the The new yeah. 3D one that's due,
0: yeah, later in the year, isn't it? That one that they just that, just released like a bit of a gameplay video, didn't they? That the does look interesting. It nobody looks
2: likes different. Sonic, so. But this is Sonic, kind of in a very different kind of almost Mario Odyssey, okay? Yeah, Breath of the Wildy mm. kind of thing. Although the, those two games are massively different. It's uh, yeah, it's not Sonic like you you like we know it.
0: Okay. No, no. Imagine sort of like a Breath of the Wild style open world with like environmental based puzzles. And... Yeah. So
2: then we kind of Mario Odyssey mini sections of platforming. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> All right. Nice. Mm. Cool. Fingers crossed. We're due a
1: good Sonic game. Hopefully, this is the one. Well, we haven't had one for um, about
2: thirty-five years, have we? So would
1: you know? I see that.
0: No, Mania. Mania was good. Mania I was not played incredible. Played that to be fair. Yes. Oh, so, Sonic 2, was Sonic incredible. two is,
1: is, I, I think, is a good game. But um, yeah, Mania yeah. was very, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, ticked all the boxes for me. Uh, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> that disagrees. <laughs> that's I, a, I, I still do play opinions. a
3: good Sonic game, so. Yeah, had a good car game. Sonic R is a good game. That's true, actually. That was a good racing game, yeah. yeah. I stand corrected.
2: It's a genuinely and, uh, good game as well. And Sonic Spinball is really decent as well. Mm. It is think, if you've yeah. got
0: save states.
3: <laughs> 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 so I've heard good things about Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast, but I've never actually really dived into it myself.
2: Yeah, mm. I think it's, uh, I think if you can get through the
0: jank, mm. the, uh, it's, jank. it's aged. Mm. <laughs> it's aged.
1: Yeah, that's it. I think it's just for that generation. where, to, uh, uh, Yeah, something that can do better than that, I'm sure. Chris, yeah. how are you? What's been yeah. happening? Yeah,
2: good, mate. I've um, I've got to get in. Completed Zelda 2 yesterday. Which uh, yeah. Congratulations.
1: Well Was that a slog or did you enjoy it?
2: No, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, Zelda 2 has, a, I think, a very, very harsh and unfair reputation for being an in inverted commas. Bad game. It is... Way far, far, far from being a bad game. It, it it's difficult for sure, I, I, and at times it's brutally unfair. There there are, there are cheap deaths, definitely, and I think if I don't think a game like that would be designed today. But the way it kind of gates progress constantly, but, but constantly drives you forward. Like I never once wondered what, where I had to go next or what I had to do. I always knew. Right, well, there's something that's blocking me there, so I obviously need to find something to get through. And it's quite contained. And I really, really liked it. Yet yeah, there are some really pretty nasty features. You have three lives. If you lose them, you go right back to the start. You get leveled up, so each you get a certain amount of experience points to get like a next level in. In a there's three kind of categories of attack, uh, defense, and magic. And once you get to a certain amount of experience points, which you get from killing baddies, you can level up. Let's say you need 2,000 experience points to get to the next level. If you die and run out of your three lives on 1,999 experience points, you lose them all, and you're right back to the start. There's extra lives around that you can pick up, which is great, because you can only pick them up once in the entire game. They they don't reappear when you reload. So hang on, when
3: you die... Three times you get back to the start of the level or the game. You go
2: right back to the start of the game, but your progress ca- continues. So it's like
3: a roguelike.
2: A little bit like a roguelike, a little bit. That's an Ooh. early one for that. Yeah, I, I, I like I, that. But Yeah, I mean, in terms of that kind of carryover progress, it's definitely got elements of rogue, roguelite. I would say. Yeah. Uh, elements. I think it's really, really good. Hmm. I was thinking it was my favourite NES game, including Mario, all the Mario games, and including Final Fantasy as well, until it just really, really ramps up the difficulty right at the end. You get through to a final dungeon, much like you do in Zelda 1, you get through to a final dungeon, which is just so much harder than the rest of the game. And it introduces all these new enemies that you've not had that opportunity to learn.
3: Mm.
2: It's just really... at that point, it gets obscenely difficult,
3: but you need to start over every time you die three times or lose the last life, right? Yes, until but,
2: you get to the very last dungeon when it starts you at the start of that dungeon? Oh,
3: okay, okay, at least uh, you get to practice it like that, okay,
2: but then you need, to, so, you so, need so to leave on your NES
3: when you are on your final run how how long how much play time was from the beginning to the final dungeon?
2: So what to get from the start to yeah. the final dungeon? Only about 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. But those 15 minutes are ridiculously difficult. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, sure. And you'll get to the final dungeon on a scrap of health. Okay. But you've just got to get there because you know when you're there, if you Mm. lose all your lives, then you're going to start right back at that dungeon. And then you need to find, then you need to get through this labyrinthine dungeon, which probably took me about three, four hours to map. Mm. And then you work out how to get to the final boss. And then you've just got to practice. But once you know how to get through the final dungeon, you can do it in about ten minutes.
3: Okay, cool.
2: Very, very difficult. But, 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 yeah, really good. And I, I'm glad. Uh... So we're moving on in the. Re- this is the retro Asylum community playthrough. So not, yeah. not, nothing really to do with the podcast. Just a group who are decided to play almost every game ever made, uh, <laughs> <a> series sequentially. <laughs> and the next game is Metroid Two on the Game Boy. Oh yeah, I I enjoyed
1: the well, I need to. So Metroid Two on the Game Boy, that would be the one that. Was that the one that Samus Returns was the Samus remake? Samus Returns, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed Samus Returns, so it'd be quite good. I might revisit the original. I, end- I played the, the um... Pocket actually, so there we go. Oh nice, that, that'd yeah, be yeah. good to
0: play. Yeah, I enjoyed the 3DS remake. Yeah. Oh
1: it, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, really good yeah. music. I loved the music. Very was, was
2: it a was it a one to one remake of
0: Metroid Two? I'm not sure because I've never played the original. Oh, Okay, so it'd be interesting to go back to the original and, and see how it stacks up. So you've just got to find the thirty-eight
2: Metroids in the cavern. That's yeah,
0: and then the, as you find, you sort of it unlocks lower and lower. Yeah, yeah, you go yeah, further and bit, further down. The more Metroids you uncover.
2: But I'm I'm having my Game Boy modded and recapped for this because. My Game Boy is oh I, I feel like it's on its last legs.
0: <laughs> Are you getting it's, a screen put in?
2: Yeah, I'm getting an IPS screen put in nice. and I'm getting a an amp. Getting the, the the amp mod. Uh but my it now smells when I turn it on. <laughs> That's it, never
1: a good cycle. Nope. No. <laughs> it, it depends what it it's, smells of, doesn't it? Try, try to tell you something.
2: It smells of like a really weird smell that only seems to smell it's like failing capacitors smell like nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like smelling a dead body. You can't quite describe it. It's just, <laughs> you, but you know it when you smell it. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, my Game Boy is failing. But yeah, other than that, I've um I've been playing some um exploding kittens on my phone. Okay. As I've been, that. other than playing Mass Effect, which I won't talk about because it's really not interesting for anyone other than me, and getting less interesting for me after fifty odd hours. I'm trying to claw my way through to the end of it now. But, yeah, Exploding Kittens, which is one of the Netflix-published games, which is uh, based on the actual real-life card
0: game, mm. Exploding Kittens, with thankfully no cats explode. Nothing to do with actual <laughs> cats being exploded.
2: It's dead good. Exploding Kittens is it's really fun card game. Each round takes about five minutes. Mm. And uh, it's really, really fun. Like It's like Hunt the Bomb. You've got to make sure you don't get the bomb in the pack of cards. The bomb right. being an exploding kitten, yep. And uh, yeah, we should have fun. a game because you can yeah. you can download it. I mean, if you've got Netflix, then you can download it and for well, again, it's free if you've got Netflix. Of course, it is, and uh, you can you know you can host one of those games like you can on Among Us, and you can give the code out to your mates and. Um, All right, we we should definitely have a game the four of us because yeah, it dude. is well, it's really uh, fun as long as it's not a couple of rounds of that.
0: As long as it's not like a roguelike card game deck just building, a... then, then yeah, it, it it
2: it's it's probably like a notch more complicated than Snap, mate, or Uno. <laughs> Snap and Uno, I can I can manage.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably
2: a great down from Uno in terms of complexities, but it's re- it's good fun, <laughs> and it, it gets actually quite tactical in the when when you've been yeah once you once you get used to it, it gets. Uh, i have I've been playing it with the kids and a couple of times like they've had to stop because they're falling out with one another, which is quite funny <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but yes uh, that's me, good and mad's how about you what's been happening
1: what's new
3: uh, not much new, no pickups uh, almost no gaming. I've been crazy busy traveling around good the boy. country working so um yeah, I played the first level of uh of the new travels game I had great fun actually it, was, yep. it, it seems like uh, like a good game and lots of new moves there been playing yeah. a little bit of uh, Samurai Showdown I, I, I kicked Chris's ass a couple of times That was good That really and isn't saying much though Because I'm rubbish <laughs> Yeah, <think>. exactly I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not really uh, that <laughs> proud of it actually Not not a big achievement And I've been playing um, Damn, what's that game that I was playing on? The Mr. The SNES game That oh, new game Old Flame is currently oh, yeah. playing oh, I forget uh, Daddy Dreads Not, I think Something like that, isn't it? Daddy yeah, Dreadnought. yeah Yeah, yeah. Which seems to be a really nice little, uh, well, fan-made or competition game uh, for for this nest So I'm, I'm gonna actually looking forward to spending a bit more time with that this weekend. But this weekend I also have to read two master theses uh, and and be ready for e- even more exams. So uh, probably not a much, not not a lot of gaming time. Good
1: all right well that's uh well just well. this is uh yeah probably an ideal game to be playing in conjunction with that then obviously quite short chapters so that's good mm. what about you mr g um mm, yeah so similar to be honest i well the last time that we spoke I, I i vetoed it as soon as we even attempted to talk about it i have been to see top gun mavericks so that's fine we can uh i don't want to talk about it as such because i'm very aware that people maybe listening to this podcast who haven't yet had a chance to see it but that's not seen it. I but would was it good go and see it oh it was so it's the single most influential thing in both my and my brother's life um so i think there must have been a very high pollen count the day that we were in the cinema put it that way because <laughs> there was some some very streamy eyes when we were sat in the cinema but i absolutely loved it um i think that i don't really see how they could have done it differently or how they could have done it better than what they did it so it was absolutely everything that I hoped it would be so having waited what 36 years for it I think it was 36 years worth waiting for cool. some very very cool stuff in it yeah so is there was quite that emotional. Um, quite emotional is it then it has its moments yeah so did the first yeah yeah, the first put you th- the first put you through the mad do not shake your head. The first put you through the emotional ringer and don't you ever pretend otherwise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, <laughs> the
0: volleyball scene.
1: <laughs> those are some Oscar worthy performances at points. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have
2: to revisit I need to go and watch it.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I would wholeheart I would unreservedly recommend it, definitely. Um mm. beyond that I had a-, a few days down in Lisbon which was very nice. I would like to say that um it was a cultural trip visiting museums and galleries and taking in the local culture, but um, it was for a friend's stag do so clearly it was it was none of those things. <laughs> and uh, I've pretty much spent the week since then recovering. Um, oui. But lots of fun was had. And then beyond that, um, I picked up actually very randomly. I just had an eBay watch list on back when they were looking at closing the 3DS eShop. I think we were talking about it. It might have even been on one of our earlier episodes. We were talking about the, all the 3D, the Sega 3D classic remakes. Yeah. And how you, obviously you wouldn't have access to those anymore. And as soon as that got announced, the physical versions just went through the roof and they mm. were going for sort of £75, £80 or whatever as everybody Blimey. was panic buying them. And I've just kept an eye on them ever since. And there was one that was on eBay, boxed, sealed, brand new, with a buy it now price of 20 quid. So I picked that. Oh, up nice. So I've, I've got that now, just for they're one of these things that I quite like. I quite like picking up stuff like that because there will never be another way of playing that. You will have to play that game on a 3DS, and there's obviously mm. limited opportunities, or there will be limited opportunities to to do so in the future. So I thought yeah. it was quite good to have that. Um, yeah, that's it. Otherwise, best behavior. Good. Yeah. Good. On that, man. if you,
0: if on that, if you've shared your uh, your Nintendo account your Switch Nintendo account with your Wii U or um 3DS, you can still load your account and go onto the 3DS eShop and the Wii U eShop and buy games. Can you? Uh, okay. Yeah. so you use your Switch to put money on, for example, to, to fill up your bank. But, yeah. know, and and but then that money will show on the eShop on the three D S and the Wii U, so you can spend money in them shops that way. So
1: it's literally that you couldn't you couldn't access the three D S or you couldn't access the eShop on the three D S to credit your account. You have to Yeah, you can't add
0: rooms. you can't credit the account using the three DS or the Wii U. You okay. can credit it EU, using okay. like the Switch, for example. Oh, as oh, long as your was, account oh, is shared, then you can yeah. still get on there and, and spend money on games. I think it's until, Talk like, next it. next March, and then that's it. Then the shop is, is shut.
1: Oh, yes. I was going to, don't tell me this. i would made peace with myself. That, that was it. i would <laughs> yeah. made all my purchases in the shop, and now I'm going to have to go back in it. I think it's March. Don't hold me to that. I think
0: it's March. But,
1: yeah. Okay. We'll see. Good. All right. Well, you guys happy to move on to the main event, the reason why we're here? Let's yeah. do it. So, we'll cover tonight's episode two, which is called Smoke and Mirrors following on from our start of the playthrough last so we'll have a quick recap there was quite a lot that happened obviously in the first chapter a lot of characters story events all this sort of stuff so um jim i think you were very going to kindly take us through the the, the main plot beats of the first episode before we crack on
0: yeah i won't go for all the characters that we met because it'll be another two hours about before we get into the main episode yeah um, <laughs> but obviously we start playing as Bigby, uh, big b who's the uh, sheriff of fabletown The big bad wolf. Um, We started off, we met the uh, sweary Mr. Toad. Um, We had a fight with the woodcutter, so we met the woodcutter. He was assaulting another fable at the time, who we found out was Faith. She was a sex worker. The game is the start, the first portion of the game is going to sort of work, that's going to be like the main plot beat. After that, we end up back at Big B's apartment. Uh, we bumped into beauty and then later beast are both looking a little bit a bit dodgy a little bit suspect but we go off into the apartment anyway fast forward a little bit later on snow white comes in we meet her for the first time and she is kind of like big b's sort of love interest if you like we she uh, wakes up big b tells him to come downstairs when we do we find a bag on the steps. We open the bag, and Faith's head is in there with no sign of a body. <laughs> no bag. No bag. Was there not a bag? No, no bag. the
3: head was just planted on the stairs as a as a, like a signal, right? But but Snow White put the uh, flycatcher's jacket over it.
0: Yeah, that's right. I've got it mixed up. Cool, nice one. Then um, there's there's loads more interactions. We, we character char- meet loads of different characters. We go over to meet um, Ichabod. Is that how you pronounce it? Ichabod? Ichabod yeah. Crane? Ichabod Crane, yeah. Um, so Ichabod. he's De- deputy mayor of uh, Fable Town, who we're going to sort of have a lot more sort of interactions with in this next episode. Um, and then from there, we go on to finding out where Faith lives. And then we have like a bit of a... we. Well, we did anyway. We sort of went off in two directions you go. You can either sort of go off to where uh, Faith lives, or what was the other one, Andy? Because you went off in the other direction, didn't you? You can go um, to Toad's Toad's you house. Go toads. You. Yeah, or you go to to Faith's house. Yeah. yeah, you meet Prince Lawrence, who's dead or nearly dying, depending on the choices you make. Andy could have saved him. Could, could, could have saved him, yeah, again, he
1: potentially could have saved him. Yeah, decided to
0: hide I in didn't. the cupboard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Andy> <laughs> a little bit dangerous. I hid, I, hid, I hid in the cupboard, watched him yeah. die. That's it. Yep, yeah. we'll move on.
0: <laughs> we had a run in with uh, Tweedle Tweedledum, which Big B is on the uh, receiving end of. We then end up in the trip trap bar where Big B has a fight with the Grendel. And again, yeah. depending on your choices, you can either sort of spare him his blushes or rip his arm off. Think we all ripped his arm off apart from Mads? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm a decent baby uh, i've seen that one though. That was yes. good. Yes. Yeah.
0: After the bar fight, you head back to your apartment where you find another head on the steps. This time Snow White and she's missing a <gasps> body. Dun dun dun. Yep.
3: Poor and Snow White. We
0: are into episode two. That's it. That's where we left
1: it. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly that. And yeah, nice summary of obviously what we have seen so far. So um, it leads us basically straight into the first chapter. So I think the first two chapters are effectively like a prologue, aren't they, before the, the yeah. episode itself actually begins
2: properly. Yeah, it's quite but a while pick- before the for like the opening credits roll actually, isn't it? Yeah. Which is Yeah, on this one it was. quite yeah. a surprise, like when you get those op- which are very cool. When you get those opening credits, it's like, oh right, I've been playing it for yeah. a little yeah. while.
1: Yeah, yeah, you almost forgot that you hadn't yet seen those. Um so yeah, so it kicks up at chapter one, literally seconds after where it left us at the end of um at the end of episode one, with this very dramatic opening where Big B's basically processing the doorstep scene that we finished with at the end of the last episode um, and then very quickly snaps to Bigby sat at a desk being interviewed in the Upper West Side precinct now did you see that as him being as a suspect or as a witness that he was sat there, more as a witness or just,
2: just
0: helping for them information? With in- helping yeah. them with their
1: inquiries wasn't he? Mm. That's, that's yeah. why,
0: yeah that's sort of yeah,
1: what, yeah. I, what I thought, yeah. more um, of a witness role Yeah, Yeah that's it, so um, it's a detective Brannigan that's doing the interviewing. Um, I didn't like her line of questioning, so I, there was the opp- there was there, there was the opportunity to give somebody an F off very early on in the game. So I was right, you took oh, it clearly, of course I would, yeah, definitely. Uh, big <laughs> me, as I said, big Big me was in no mood for for her false. She uh, was quite soft. I I came across to me as some quite soft false empathy and platitudes that she was giving. So was like, are you continuing?
2: This. Like after did 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 our last recording not give you the chance to reflect upon your absolutely abhorrent behaviour as Bigby and and you now decided to change Chris, tack. It gets worse. <laughs> oh God How can it get worse after what you did to Buffkin? Hmm. Can't wait until I tell you <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so we're sat there. She's trying her best, I think, to help Bigby out. And no matter how you play it, I guess it's uh, the scene quickly takes a turn when um, Detective Bannigan's nose suddenly starts to bleed, and you also hear, or she appears to be hearing, sort of a really high-pitched noise, and it's begging for it to stop. Obviously, in but a lot of discomfort. Um, at this point, it cuts to as you've got in most of your sort of standard Hollywood interview rooms, the. The two-way mirror with some cops stood on the other side of it. And uh, they suddenly slump up against the glass as well. They're immobilised. And so Bigby is just sat there by himself in the room. So you're thinking, well, why is he unaffected, especially given he's a wolf? And if anything, he would have the, the best hearing of anybody. Yes?
2: is Are the cops mundies?
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay. All of them. It's, it's makes, the cops it makes sense, that he though. meets outside the, the residence when, when he gets back home, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Um, at this point, Ichabod Crane enters the interview room and Eve effectively reveals himself as the culprit of what's just been happening. And he tells us it's a, a memory wipe spell that he's put on the whole station and that'll cause them to forget all the events of the past 24 hours. Uh, that, that, would been, that would have been very useful in Lisbon as well, to be honest. <laughs> the... Um, and uh, he, he pleads with Bigby to, to come with him, but I, like I was seeing there in my notes, I'm not really sure he had too much choice, to be honest. It's uh, No. You know, given that uh, Bigby's not going to sit there and wait for everybody else to wake up and say, I'm oh, still here. Um, but as he's on his way out, Bigby makes sure to swipe the photo of Snow's head that had been shown to him whilst he was being interviewed before leaving. Uh, it cuts to Bigby and Crane. I was about to say, They're you sick- need to pick up that photo, yeah. don't
3: you? Or was that an optional pickup? Was it? Yeah, I no, think, I don't think it was. I think you actually actively pick it up. But I was wondering whether you can leave without picking it up.
1: Pass. I don't know. I just. I, I know that I did pick it up. Yeah. But I don't. I don't remember if I chose to or if it. Uh, I just if I tried to walk out and he picked up it, anyway.
3: But I may be wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't remember picking it up. It, 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 we'll get. We can get into this. One of my. When I walked away from this episode. I was quite surprised how little there was to do. You know, yeah. I, I enjoy, I've really enjoyed the story and we will talk about this throughout, but Mads was Walking Dead
3: as yes. Um yes. Similar it, to this. This is an interactive narrative. It's no point and click adventure game. No, so, I so, mean it's yes, bar- it, you, but it's you, barely
2: you... interactive, isn't it?
3: No, nah, barely. You're right. You're right. But you do get to make a lot of choices in how you interact with the world, and that's what I like with the Telltale games because yeah. it is an interactive narrative in that you steer the direction in which you're going. Yeah. But that's mainly it. I mean, we'll get to a, a nightclub or whatever you want to call that later on, where there are like seven points where you can choose to do this yeah. or the other, and, and that will yeah. And, and that's very that's narrative. very
2: cool. That scene. Yeah, yeah I,
3: I love yeah. the way they do that, but it is an interactive story. Uh, and, and you don't have much agency, really, apart from those branching paths.
2: In in the in the tales of Monkey Island, there's definite that is definitely more like, yeah, yep. a point and click, isn't it, rather yep. than this kind
3: of. Tales of Monkey Island and their Salmon Max series, they've stuck to the more uh, traditional point and
0: click uh, genre. Mm. Yeah, I feel I remember um, Batman being quite quite uh, interactive in that way as well. Okay.
3: Right, but Walking Dead and and, and this is uh, pretty much just uh, an interactive narrative where you see the progression, like right?
1: Yeah, but, it's good. It keeps the story moving along rather than endlessly searching rooms and yeah, I love it exploration. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's quite a sort of a, a it, refreshing it, change
2: it, of pace in that. It respect. does keep it does keep the story moving, and I really enjoy the story, and I really enjoy I really enjoy the game, mm. but. There is just so little to do. Yeah, that it it it, it feels like. I mean, it, it feels like a, a a degree up from watching, watching something, watching Netflix, doesn't it? You know, it's mm. uh, and I re- and I enjoy it. You know, it, I do really enjoy my time with it. In fact, I was gutted when it uh, when it ended. Actually, it felt like it ended too soon. I was really was disappointed. It was like, oh, I could, you know, I really wanted to go on to chapter three, but, I mean, as as a as a game. And the, uh, even the bits when you do get to explore, I mean, you you don't even explore because the it's absolutely you're left in no doubt. You know those
3: big it's it's of, signposted really really clearly. Well it's just all yeah, yes. tell you you know
2: where
0: to <laughs> look. look. I mean, this it's, thing. Yeah. come on, yeah. it's on yeah. yeah. I like. <laughs> I wish I it would a, just leave you to it at times. It um yeah. it, it reminded me of Kentucky Route Zero, and one of my biggest yeah. whinges about that game was there's no game to it. It didn't feel like there was much of a game to it. I agree. But the difference is in this one, I'm interested in the narrative, and there's yeah. like, th- there's there's something to get into narrative-wise. Yeah, yeah.
3: So yeah. I love yeah. the narrative of Kentucky Route Zero as well, but I agree, I, there's definitely some similarities there. But for me, this is um, like the embodiment of the old fighting fantasy books. That that's the kind of that yeah. kind of choice you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah yeah yeah. So it's it's a hypertext narrative, really.
4: Yeah,
1: I I just I i very much enjoy it. and I think if you look on the Discord chat, I think there's definitely yeah. um, it's probably fifty fifty. I think mm. as to kind of where people are sitting on it, some really enjoying it, some less so, some saying it's been a bit of a slow start. Um, I haven't felt that necessarily. Um, I think the I think the good parts have more than compensated for the shortcomings so far. There's there's more than enough in there that, as you say, the combination of the the episode lengths. I think they're the perfect length. It's mm. almost like binge watching a box set, where you get yeah. to the end of it and you, you want to get onto the next one, you want to get onto the next scene. But I think maybe having come off the back of Horizon Zero Dawn, there's something very nice about walking into a scene and having a very limited number of interaction points. Yeah. There's yeah. there's no there's very little formal with this game. Although there is a, there is still some formal, which I'll cover at the end. But um,
3: and whether you like, like the narrative or lot, it will also be controlled by your actions, because uh, yes. I mean, if you role-play it in one way and you don't really like the way it turns out, you could always go back and be a complete end yeah.
1: instead. I think that's it. I'm, I'm just having a lot of fun playing it.
2: and
3: that's, How different uh, that's is the story
2: actually, though? I mean, you,
3: you, you control how Big B interacts with the world, so I'd but, say I'd say quite different because mm, the difference is in how the different characters react to you and, and that's a huge I mean even though we're the same scene is being acted out that the, the if, if you have a sense of hostility or uh, some or, or friendship makes a huge difference I mean the, we will come to a bar scene later on in this uh, episode for example that can have two completely different uh, onsets I'm, I'm actually looking forward be... to hearing what's happening in that bar for you guys yeah. because you chose to be you... bosses that ripped the arm off Grendel. <laughs> well yeah
1: yeah yeah but i guess was it the case with the walking dead where choices made early on didn't really have any consequences until later in the game no or no no did you even quite early on you, get,
3: you could uh, you could kill people or uh, get people yeah killed, really and that that would no uh,
1: i'm just wondering if maybe some of the choices because you know, we feel we're maybe having comparatively similar playthroughs at the moment. I'm just wondering if it's the case that maybe it'll all start to, it'll slowly start to diverge so that by mm. the end of the game, these these choices might compound a little bit. So yeah, that will be interesting having, to see. We'll see. I, I, I suspect not. I think maybe the get is sort of the, It's maybe not that sophisticated. But um, I
2: just want to yeah. get this last grumble in now because it really is my, my last grumble about it. Is that there are times as well when it kind of falls down a little bit. I think when you when we meet Bluebeard in the next scene, he was, I, I don't know when, maybe it wasn't him. There's some character in this, maybe it was Georgie Borgie, who says about how you were really violent towards, um, we're going to come on Do to you, that and We're going to come on to the scene, yeah. the interrogation of mm-hmm. um, whoever we apprehended at the end of episode one. Yeah. Okay, look, let, let me park that then and we can talk about it yeah. in a minute
1: yeah we'll be there in two seconds anyway so yeah we we just to sort of uh, recap there yes we've just left the interview room there with a, with Ichabod a Crane we're in his car there's a bit of an awkward silence between the two of them obviously quite a bit of tension um, you get the impression there's not no love lost between the two of them uh, Crane starts to fill Big B in and certainly in my one he was stating that it was D that was at the trip trap and so he therefore couldn't have killed it could have been him that killed Snow White's and um, we arrived to find Tweedledee is now being interrogated by Bluebeard. So this is obviously the first time that we've actually seen Bluebeard. We, he was sort of alluded to, and I think we actually had him in the character bios as well, but he's the first person, I think, that we had the bio off before we'd seen them in the game itself. And uh, Ichabod seems um, quite sort of concerned about getting a, a plan of action together as to how they're going to handle this whole situation um crane to me seemed that he was actually genuinely quite upset at the loss of snow white and he seemed to be trying to control some information out of bigby as to uh kind of a bit more about her a bit more about bigby and i decided just to close him down basically and say that um that it wasn't the time I didn't want to talk about it and I told him that also that Snow White was very pissed off with him and the way that he handled all the <laughs> yeah. uh, all the interactions with Fables and, yeah. uh, this was uh, which... your
0: first choice wasn't it in, in yes. the episode yeah, which yeah.
1: he seemed a bit he seemed a bit crestfallen by but all the better for it. Uh, so Big B leaves Queen outside the apartment and uh, just as he gets at the car, slams the door and it cracks the whole window Smashing pane. So, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so again, it's just a reminder of that uh, you know Big B is is sort of his, is you know is uh, his, his strength maybe sort of or his appearance defies just how, how strong he is even in this sort of the the, 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 the less or the sort of the glamoured form. Um, chapter two then starts off in the woodland apartments. Uh, obviously where Bigby lives albeit this time we head off down to the basement and the scene begins with uh, Bluebeard who's interrogating Tweedledee and threatening him with a knife and it's there at this point that we find out that Bluebeard is also working for Crane and as I said the first sighting that we actually have of him in the game Uh, (laughs) Bigby obviously Uh, I I don't think uh, Bluebeard is
3: working for Crane actually Bluebeard just—he's—he's no. he's a wealthy, very powerful man, so he's—he's he, he's let to do whatever he wants, really. Oh, right. right.
2: Okay. I—I th- got the impression he was some kind of enforcer for Crane, but no. he's not,
1: is
3: he? No, no.
1: Okay. Oh well, that's my mistake. Yeah. All right. Well, that's um, I interpreted that that he was somehow working for Crane. Mm. Mm. Um, but he's just uh, a, maybe
3: so- the most powerful man in the, in the fable community. And he, okay. I, actually, I, I find that having read the comics, uh, the character of Bluebeard is represented very i mean we we don't really get introduced to him before he's he's there uh, yeah. no, in this series no, that's nothing. a bit of a mistake actually he, he's a bastard but uh, he's also right. a very entitled bastard with a lot of money who does whatever he wants yeah i yeah. know
2: nothing about his fable like he's it's based on some kind of french fairy tale okay. isn't
3: it yeah i have to i actually don't know um yeah,
2: yeah. I, yeah apparently it's based on some kind of French fairy tale. Uh-huh. I know absolutely nothing mm. and yeah. and I think as Matt yeah, as you've just said Mads, so I think if you haven't read the comics and you yeah. don't know about his you know his fairy tale
3: so from the you, comics, I seem to remember something about him you know killing young women in his fa- fairy tale or something like that so he, he's a bit of a bastard right yeah, yeah. but completely lost on
2: those who don't you know i think yeah the game does assume some kind of we said this last time it it does assume some kind of knowledge yeah. about who these characters, you know, are. Yeah. And I was, I was semi-tempted after the first episode
1: to go off and read a few of these fairy tales, but then I thought yeah. also um, I'd rather just take it at Facebook. I'll, again, yeah. like we've yeah. done with every other playthrough, as I'll read this stuff retrospectively, and I'm sure there'll be lots of light bulb moments, like, ah, so that's exactly, that big a lot of sense in that character, obviously, that's that was obviously very well, very clever the way that that was done, or they were well represented. But um, as with always, I'm very, very, I'm just paranoid of spoilers. So I'm quite happy to to just to plod my way through it blissfully, ignorant to all these references that are just sailing straight over the top of my head. Well, we get a lightbulb
2: um, moment in a minute, don't we, with a with character who, when you realise who it is, you're like, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: um, the, yeah, well, so obviously... Bluebeard is doing the interrogating, but I kind of my character bastard Bigby saw this as an opportunity to really get his kicks here. So <laughs> um, I uh, I start I started to interrogate D, but I, I don't know if that was the case in general. But he was quite flippant with his returns, mm. uh, with his replies rather. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I just I, th- I thought the best thing to do was to punch him, which I did, and he gives him a pretty decent gut punch which yep. you know again the the, the the sound on this game is fantastic it really sort of makes these hits feel pretty visceral and then uh, I, you get the opportunity to hit him again so I followed it up with another one to the face which uh, obviously did the trick and I think there's various ways you can do it but this got detalking, and I'm sure you could have been very nice to him and it would have, i think like you say it's one of these ones probably no matter what you choose it has the same effect but yeah i'm this, not sure
2: uh, i'm not sure it does you know because one of the statistics okay. it gets you it tells you at the end is how many percentage of people got de okay yeah uh, well this
1: this certainly did so that was good um so uh, which, out of
0: interest did he spill the beans completely at that point or did he do it in increments Mm,
1: no, there was a bit more to come. It took a bit more, a bit more gentle persuasion. Yeah, so... same with
0: mine. Yeah. At at did you take point, his money?
1: Well, so this was the thing. So Crane tips out all of his possessions, which are uh, a bottle of whiskey, some money, and a cigar. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I think you could pick them up in whatever order you wanted. I picked up the bottle of whiskey and was absolutely thrilled to see that one of the options was to smash it in his face. <laughs> Which I did, so that's been my that's been my that's been my interrogation technique so far. Uh, no. And that's uh, interesting. Cause uh, I... And it's, he actually really sounded quite panicked and terrified, and obviously realised that I was not messing around. And uh, Crane and. Both crane, crane was crane gets quite concerned, but uh, Bluebeard was just stood in the background with his arms folded, almost just giving me a sort of almost like a proud fatherly nod, as if to yeah, say, yeah, this this, yeah. this boy's got
2: potential. <laughs> See, I I went with the softly softly approach with, so I I actually kind of went with I gave him a smoke of his cigar, gave him a drink of his whiskey, yep, me too, and got him talking. But you know only. The, the stat it gave me at the end, only 45.4% of players actually managed to get him to talk.
3: So which platform oh, did okay. you play on?
2: Uh,
1: Xbox.
3: Yeah, so on the PC, uh, 62.4. So PC players are just more clever than console well, players, I guess. Oh,
0: that's weird. But because it, it's, got...
2: f- it's far from a given that you yeah. are going to actually get him to open up. So yeah. it would be interesting to see what it, what what would happen if, if he didn't you know, and mm. how the subsequent scenes would play out. Yeah. But I ended up fighting with Bluebeard.
3: Yeah, me too. Oh. Okay.
0: Oh, no, I didn't oh. fight with Bluebeard.
2: So I. Because Bluebeard started hitting him, and I had the option to stop Bluebeard, so you do stop Bluebeard, and then you have a short little tussle with Bluebeard. Yep. Oh, which is like, I think actually, of the two of them, I probably would rather be beating on D here. He clearly is an unsavoury character. So it sounds than
0: like. Someone who I don't know. It sounds like we had a pretty different experience then, because I never had a fight with Bluebeard. I. I punched D, took his money, then he spilled, then he spilled a little bit, of, uh, spilled a little bit of info. I took his cigar, burnt him with it. He spilled a <laughs> yeah. bit more. Oh yeah,
1: I did that as well.
0: Yeah. And then I tightened his arm straps, and then he spilled the whole beans. Then <laughs> he came out and said everything. <laughs> I, I, I never visited- had a fight with Bluebeard.
1: I did doing the same for you, Jim, apart from the fact I didn't take his money. I said, uh, I said I may be a psychopath, but I'm not bent.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I was nice, like Chris, of course. I did hit him once, just once, because he was being really flippant, so I gave, gave him the, the, the hit in the guts. But uh, apart from that, I was very nice to him. But one thing, because in a minute somebody's going to enter the door and be very, very disappointed with me because of the way I handled Lee and that was for hitting him once and then being nice to him the entire time. So that actually annoyed me a bit.
2: So that is that's what I was just about to say. Yeah. Earlier. Right. That that's I, I, yeah, I won't say who walks in because that that Andy can reveal that in a sec. But that that is what annoyed me because I was always I didn't hit D once.
3: You didn't even take the, the, the first hit. No. Okay.
2: And later on the person chides um Big b yeah, for not for not just behaving inappropriately because she could have said that because mm. he was fighting mm. with Bluebeard. Yeah, but she has a go because he was roughing up Dean and and the game almost assumed that you would have at least hit him once. Yeah, but which, I, I, which I, I definitely
3: felt that for hitting him once I shouldn't be uh, feeling too bad. I, I didn't really hurt him. But that's a line yeah. of dialogue
2: that I imagine has no yeah. variety. Yeah, that true. is probably the line of dialogue, no matter what mm. you've done. And, and see. for this, so, sorry, Andy, I will I will shut up about this now. But for for, for this conceit to work about this branch and narrative mm. thing, it's got to follow right through yeah. through every interaction yeah. to the end. And yeah. the moment it falls down, the moment you you see through it.
0: It's the illusion of choice, isn't it?
2: Yep. Yeah, and the moment yeah. it, you, that illusion is spoiled, it does take away from the enjoyment because you're like, mm, you know, this kind of illusion isn't working anymore, and then you stop really caring about your decisions. So, mm. yeah, for for me, and I don't remember that happening with Walking Dead. It was a few years ago, but I don't remember ever thinking to myself, mm, "This has kind that of f- gone off the track a little didn't bit." Here, reflect yeah, that didn't reflect yeah. your reality, mm. yeah shame
1: um, yeah and I guess yeah. I mean, I think there's probably multiple opportunities in that That because there's so many different opportunities I think to to hit D in some way shape or form it almost feels as though it wants you to do that yeah. and it just keeps offering it to you yeah um, it takes a very reserved man not
2: to do that so
0: well and
1: you know what can I say to not to, so. I'm interested, interested <laughs> to
0: um, see I'm interested <laughs> to see how you dealt with the uh, with the bar oh I love that. that I love <laughs> that
2: scene I can't wait to get
1: to that one <laughs> um so to conclude this scene, just as, sorry, uh, in mine at least, D was continuing to wind uh, Bigby up about claims of uh, a relationship with Beauty. I think obviously just trying to get under, under his skin. Um, at which point Crane interjects, as uh, as, I, as I went back to choking D at that point, basically, <laughs> and, uh, and Crane 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 tried to take. Crane tries to pull me off him, so I, I opted to hit Crane as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, it doesn't let you do that, unfortunately, because it stops short, because Jesse's about to take a swing at Crane. You're like Psycho room.
2: Sid, he's just come into the Royal Rumble at number 3. I'm just clearing house.
1: <laughs> and uh, just before he does, he's, he he pulls his punch because the uh, the interrogation room door opens, and who walks in? None other than Snow White.
3: Ba-ba. Ta-da. Ta-da.
1: yes and it cuts to the now familiar opening credits which i love i i love the the music is mm. I, I i always sit and listen to it for longer than what i need to do it's got a really kind of moody gritty feel to the music noir it really yeah, set, yeah it really really sets the tone quite nicely
3: yeah so, a yeah, um, really great intro scene can i just go of off course. track here my yes, memory is, is weird because uh, after playing the first episode, I, I remembered all of that. I didn't remember anything of the second. So I kind of kind of told myself, maybe I didn't play the rest of the game. I, I just read the, the, the cartoons or the comics. So I started playing this again. And I will remember nothing until I've played it. Then I'll have this déjà vu moment that, ah, of course, that's what happens. But I totally forgot that, that Snow White was coming back. And when I yeah. saw it, and I and I played later stuff in this same episode, I remembered that, but I totally forgot that that pivotal moment that she she's actually <laughs> yeah. not dead; she comes back, and that that totally weirds me out, actually. Yeah. And you're yeah. certain you have played it? Yes, because there were like five times in the rest of this episode where I said, "Ah, oh, of course, that's what's happening," but yeah. but again, every single time, every single time, I would only remember it while I was playing it or just afterwards. Mm. Yeah, weird. Yeah.
2: You know there is a novelization of this game. There is a graphic novelization okay. of it.
4: Hmm.
2: Um it, as a as a fable comic, it was not written by the it's not written by the usual fable oh. author, but it's um it's like a tie-in which goes into a lot more detail about about some of the story beats. Hmm.
3: Pretty nice. Hmm. But remember when I told you guys that this couldn't be a prequel? That's because I forgot yes. that Snow White wasn't actually dead.
1: That's <laughs> <So, laughs> that, that one sense. key piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. Well, that clears that one. Yes, up, at least that's fine. Um, so the effectively the, the the episode main now starts, and the opening scene is Snow escorting Bigby back upstairs to the uh, the lobby at the Woodlands. <laughs> Whilst I think, regardless of your choices, she seems to be uh, berating him for um, mm. obviously the, his behaviour in the interrogation room. Uh, at this point, obviously, we haven't yet had the chance to hear why or how Snow is still alive, which she starts to explain. So, I've got some notes here, but can somebody cl- can somebody clarify how and why is Snow White still alive?
3: We will get to that later on when we look at the body, yes, of course. But yeah. so,
1: in terms of in terms of her explanation, she was. I had my notes saying that she got a call from Toad yes. to say yeah. that he'd found he'd he'd found a body, so she went to go and investigate yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And, the, and that's the body, the body that's that, now down at the was wishing well. Yes. And it was and it was the head of the the head that was on the doorstep, the glamoured head. Yes. That's it. Her yeah, so she'd gone to go and fight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just we find out sure I think
0: that. Toad Jr. was swimming in yes. a in a yeah, lake,
1: okay. wasn't That's you? it. No, I just I just would be absolutely sure about that point there. Um Good. Alright. Uh, so She continues to explain basically that she believes that the body outside was someone who'd been glamoured to look like her and she's feeling a bit guilty as a consequence. So uh, obviously Bigby's quite concerned by these developments and Snow's asking him what his next move is going to be. Now at this point I was... Did you have any reservations? We talked about this in the first episode as well. Did you have any reservations about trusting Snow White at this stage? Yeah yeah you know, a little bit she's acting really mm. shifty mm. yeah nope. I mean it's, yeah, she's perfectly just walked back in with uh, you know it's all there's there's nothing you know, you've not really sort of had a, a or to me at least I hadn't had a satisfactory explanation as to where she'd been and what had been happening at this point So,
2: Could, how I've got a note here we may have you may have just answered this and I missed it but how did she know that the victim was glamoured that's what that's what made it sound shifty because she he found says, a body
3: that looked like her body and pulled it out of the river.
2: But doesn't he say? Doesn't Bigby say something sort of like, "Well, how could you have known that?"
3: I don't remember. I but think there's a weird,
2: there's a weird interaction between them. There's a weird question where she says, "Well, well, well you know," she stumbles a little bit.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. I think yeah, So this is this is why I was going to clarify that because the, there's somewhere in my notes here that there was. There was just I had a bit of doubt about this whole scene and the whole interaction between her and Bigby. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, I wasn't one hundred percent on it. Um, I I definitely
2: think she's 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 a person of interest for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree, and that was why. um, Yeah, I was sort of quite quite reserved with her, and uh, because she ended up being quite. uh, I think you get the option, and I I was basically insisting that I would solve the case myself, and she was. Although I think, to be fair, I think that choice seemed to be more out of um, a desire to protect her rather than uh, block her out from uh, from the fact that she might be a suspect. Yeah. And I think mm. um, Bigby says something to her along the lines of, I-, I don't want to lose you again. And she says to him, I'm yeah. not yours to lose. And obviously yeah. that. Do you think he's talking about... This the the potential that she may have been murdered, or is there prior history there? Do we know that at this point?
2: I don't think we know, do we? I think he's talking yeah. about yeah. the murder, though the potential. Yeah. that there, the, the, the there wasn't that a wasn't a
1: past relationship, I think. Yeah, no. okay, okay, yeah. Uh, he fancies yeah.
2: the arse off it, doesn't he? Really, that's all. what it
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. It. I mean, he's not. There's nothing. There's nothing subtle about What's that. Not to fancy. No. <laughs> <laughs> True enough, indeed. Um, so. In mine, Snow apologized and um, reminded Bigby that she's been looking after herself for centuries, and that she'll be fine. And yeah. she then turns yeah turns the topic well, to TG. She says little that, mate.
0: but put a put a bowl of fruit in front of her, and uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's, she's, what, she's anyone's.
2: anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the writing's um, sharp though, isn't it? Like this, 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 this scene after, you know, kind of after they finished thinking about it. You know, actually, the yeah. writing is really good. I mean, this scene could have been pretty rubbish and almost a bit corny. You know, between yeah. them, Bigby was a bit phony over her, and but it yeah. wasn't. I thought the writing throughout, you know, particularly in this episode, I thought well, yeah. is that is really, I it was really good.
1: Yeah, all quite reserved. It was good. Um, yeah,
2: understated and subtle, which is good.
1: Yeah. So she then tells us that uh, she turns the topic to TJ Toad Junior, and uh, tells Bigby that. Uh, He's really traumatized, and, uh, <laughs> which he would be if our previous interactions were, anything to go by, bless him, and, uh, and to go easy on him. Um, so, like I say, she clearly hasn't forgotten how I handled my last encounter with him. Uh, and we walk into the Fable Town office, which is well, effectively Ichabod Crane's office, isn't it? And that takes us into uh, Chapter 3, which yeah. starts off in Crane's office here, Um There's a various ways about how we can go about this one. There's the option to either to speak to TJ before or after seeing the dead body. I went go. I thought I'd rather have the information or as much information as possible before going to speak to TJ. So I went to see the body. Did you guys do differently? Or yeah, it seemed the sensible thing get as much information as possible. Um, The and also also tells us that she wants to be there. Um, when we do talk to TJ so I don't know if that's more to keep an eye on me than anything else or for what the reason for that is
3: yeah I think she um, said that to me the, as well and I was really nice to Tote or oh, TJ the last time so I think that's just yeah uh,
1: how it is fine um we're basically we've got the same objects that were in this room the first time we were around that you can go and interact yeah. with you can try and rub the lamp still nothing coming coming out of it unfortunately <laughs> we all tried
2: though didn't we yeah of
1: course yeah yeah compulsory did you pick up the tarot cards again
0: yeah yeah did this time yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah again i think if i had anything of an understanding of fables and fairy tales these might be meaning something to me but i saw something along the lines of um there was a pierced heart um there was the moon and some wolves and a hermit
2: it's Ichabod, That's... isn't it the pierced heart? And this it, Ichabod, I, I think, is, has had some. We'll see this later as an obsession mm. with Snow White. Yeah, and uh, yeah. The, I think that symbolises, you know, violence and love.
1: Yeah. Um, he shows sort of a uh, guess, the first sort of maybe sign of, or wait, wait, did he also maybe gave away a wee bit in the taxi. Uh, he shows maybe a slight bit of vulnerability there. Um, I think. Big Big Comments is a jar of anta- or antacids, antacids on the mm, yeah. Crane's desk and he says maybe he's struggling more than he thought words yeah. to that effect. Um, Did you find the perfume I'm, on Snow's desk? Yes yes yeah. there's a few kind of quite key cues here, quite uh, key clues here, one of which is that bottle of perfume. Anything else that you looked at or anything else of note? Just
2: no, that's it for me. Yeah.
1: There was a book of fables that's been updated for the more recent events, but there wasn't anything of any significance in it that I can see. So you go over to Snow and Buffkin now and you pick up halfway or just the tail end of their conversation and Snow's been effectively briefing Buffkin on something, uh, we don't know what but she's asking Buffkin to investigate anyone that fits that profile and suggesting that he starts with Bluebeard but that's all we hear. Did you have any thoughts on as to what that might be? No. I can put anything together at this point. I don't know what that is. Um, so we cut to the next scene, which is down in the uh, the witching well chamber, which I guess is right down in the sort of the, the catacombs of the the Woodlands apartment building. And you can actually look down the well. So we established on the last episode, this is where, well, either criminals or dead fables get thrown down to never be seen again. Um, yes, Max? Did
3: we remember to tell people what we actually questioned TJ about? I mean, Chris kind of alluded to. We haven't spoken to him yet. Yeah. No, we haven't. I don't. Did anyone go? Did you
2: go to see TJ before you looked at the body? Oh map? yes,
3: I did. I did. I wanted to know I what ah, TJ, oh, okay. sorry. All right. yeah, I, did, I wanted to know what was um, going on there first, but uh, let's go through the body then. Sorry. Okay, but
1: you did get the opportunity to come and see the body after. Yes, I of Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Cool. Now I wondered. That's always my worry with some of these choices is that one might preclude you from doing mm. the other, but that's fine. Um,
2: do you know what I love? Do you know what I love about this? Like their whole society is in one building, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, pretty yes. much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, they've got everything from this like witching well, which is like this bottomless pit that you, you can get thrown into when you're dead, right up into the people who live at the top who pre- make the glamour spells, don't they? The witches at the mm. top and there's yeah fifteenth floor witches, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But like their whole society, including the police officers, and the, it's in like an apartment building yeah. in the middle yeah. of New York. But, but there's <laughs> one thing you, <laughs> you do I don't think the time.
3: game has explained this, but. Uh, uh, they they do crazy magic. So for example, Boobeard lives in a tiny apartment here, but it, it but the, it's it's not a tiny apartment. It's it's a castle when you enter it, because oh they God. have this They're space like altering doors, and magic like that so, portals to yes. So that you you learn that very very early on in the comics.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, hopefully we might get to see that later on. That would be quite good. Yeah. So, um, so as we wander around with there's Snow Buffkin, and Big in this scene and there's uh, the decapitated lookalike body of Snow White lying there on this stone table. There's quite a few points you can interact with. First of all yes,
3: Matt. Am I the only one who immediately thought this is weird because uh, Bigby Big has already told us about his fantastic nose. So why wouldn't he know that this was a glamour job immediately when he found Snowset?
2: Yeah, I don't know.
3: I mean, I yeah. wouldn't assume the glamour like changes the way you smell as well. Especially, I wouldn't assume it because one of the things we find <laughs> on the body is the perfume that he that she the, was yeah. told to put on to smell like like uh, Snow White. So actually, I, I thought that the narrative kind of fell flat there because of course the big bad wolf would know that this is the case immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: it's a good point. Yeah,
3: I hadn't thought about that.
2: Mm. Plot hole, well spotted
3: for me at least i kind of kind of felt stupid
1: yeah yeah i think there's certainly these finer details or sort of, probably not your funny details but there's a lot of these things just sail straight over my head i i was i was more about trying to get across here and investigate i wasn't thinking overly thinking at this point mm-hmm. and the he first just thing i looked at to get was over
0: there and beat up tj didn't he <laughs> Yeah. Very yeah, much, yeah. Let's actually, get this body yeah, out of the way. Way. <laughs> the going, I can't hear it anymore. A child upstairs, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's quite awkward, isn't it? Like, imagine how weird it would be to see essentially yourself lying mm. dead with your head off. Yeah, be yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty uh, weird for older Snow White. This.
3: Mm. Yeah, you would assume so. And you get a chance Um, to ask Snow White what kind of um, underwear she's wearing. I I like that. I know. Yes. There's some really,
2: really good good moments in this scene. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, I examined the brooch and Snow White Mm. wasn't entirely sure, but she believed it might have had something to do with the homelands. But Buffkin didn't recognise it either, so we're not the wiser as to that. Uh, You can effectively... uh, This sounds worse than what it actually is, but you can effectively examine two ends of the body. So you can either like stand at the shoulders end or you can stand at the feet and you'll get some different interacting points uh, depending on where you go. Um, The one I looked at, the first one I looked at, uh, her fist was clenched, but there was no marks on the knuckles Mm. and they deduced that she was holding something. So um, I decided to break open her hand and inside it are some petals, uh, which I think are the Lilac petals, aren't they? That we've. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think. Um,
0: could you miss that because everyone seemed force everyone hand seemed, open, seemed really, really great, yeah. gr- like grossed out when you pri- pried their fingers open. Yeah. He has to
2: break her fingers, basically, yeah. doesn't he? To get yeah. to yeah. break the rigor mortis.
1: Yeah,
0: it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty so that's pretty quite crunchy. Yeah.
1: He's um, a
2: detective, man. He's got to do it.
1: That's why I said this is my be this has been my excuse throughout the entire game. I'm just doing my job here. People, come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, no matter how bad it gets, somebody's got to do it. Uh, there's rope marks on her ankles, and the. Now, did they know, or so, did they just theorise that that was because she'd had some cinder blocks tied to her ankles? Had they found her and take and removed the cinder blocks? So or did in they my playthrough, us? they knew because we've already well, talked to TJ. So uh, TJ told them, of course, them. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because they were talking in mine so i've got it in a note here that the there were cinder blocks tied to her mm. ankles so whether it was the case that i guess maybe when they would retrieved the body they would have had to cut the mm. blocks off them yeah. i guess so they must i guess that must have been part of the how they found her at the at the crime scene which is which is how they would know um she had some track marks suggesting that she was a drug user and the they say that uh, because of the position of them which was uh, on her legs. That was usually when either all the other veins had been used up, and sort of a, a sign of um, you know a, a long-term user, or
2: when they're trying to conceal their habit, either or. So. Um, yeah, they they comment, don't they, that the glamour didn't work. The glamour wasn't strong enough to hide the track marks. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I speculated yeah. whether it might be designed not to. Yeah. Why would that yeah. be? Well, because maybe they didn't want it to be so obvious. Maybe they wanted to leave these things. I have no idea why. I don't know. Mm. Possible, though. Okay.
0: There was other things as well, wasn't it? It was like buttons on the dress or something it, like it, that. Buttons different. different. Infections, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, and the lingerie. Yeah, yeah, the lingerie, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's a, yeah. uh, it was also the point at which it gave us a new Fable entry talking about, as you mentioned, Chris, the, the wizards and the witches that live up on the 13th floor of yeah. the apartment building. And they're the ones that produce the spells that keep the, the fables hidden. Yeah. Um, and it's also really
2: taboo. Sorry, I know we keep interrupting, Andy. I'm sorry. But it's no, it, it's really taboo as well, isn't it? To to make a glamour that would make you look like another fable. So I think this comes out in the scene at the club later. Yeah, that you yeah ne- that, the, the it, sense of horror. The people about... upstairs on the 15th floor would never do it. No. Because it would be you know, seen as immoral to, to do that. It's really taboo. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly that. No, was a good point. Um, at this point, um, Crane appeared to check in on my progress. Uh, he was still upset. He mentioned about me smashing the bottle on D. And <laughs> I tell that I haven't finished my examination yet. And so I continue with, effectively the other end so in her pocket you find this perfume bottle the same as snow whites but it's also got a, a, li- a label on it did it say use this yes. or something yeah, like use that yes yeah. yeah don't we really get more kind of explicit instructions than that and uh clearly you know you don't need to be a detective to work out that uh although they do deduce that somebody picked it out for her and gave her instructions in order that it would, she would smell like her if it's uh you know i think uh, you're not going to miss that um the other one was that she had some form of it was almost like a little totem on her that seemed to be, uh, Crane seemed to be very wary of it, but uh, I told him to be quiet and gave it a shake, and it sounded yeah. like there was something inside. And so it's basically a wooden carving that you had to line up that made a picture of a deer. It's a puzzle. And yeah, 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 it was a good one. Always oh, a tricky one, this one. A puzzle. Um, does the, the, did that deer factor into anything? Um, the only thing I thought of at this point, uh, the, the only other character that maybe spun to my head at this point was the huntsman from. Um, from Snow White? Uh, Possibly. I I didn't really
2: think about it, yeah.
1: No. Yeah. Uh, But either way, unlocking it uh, drops out. There's a a clump of hair and a photo of Snow White within it and that seems to be, or perhaps that was required to make the charm work. Mm, I'm entirely sure at this point.
2: Pretty grim. Uh,
1: Yeah. The photo Snow White's Realises that's been taken from her apartment, and that was the last photo of her and her sister, Rose, that she had. So clearly somebody's been in there. Um, and then at this point, this is where it all becomes a bit more um, dramatic. There's a big flash of light, and the uh, deceased body turns back to a troll. I, mm. I actually was genuinely quite caught off guard by this. I was not expecting that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it's, uh, you know, you're probably looking back at it, you think, well, yeah, clearly she'd been glamoured, but I wasn't expecting that suddenly to transfer back, and there's a few details on her, we can see there's like a rose and thorn tattoo on her ankle, and there's a suggestion that maybe Holly, the the troll that we met in the first episode, knows who she is, um, and still realises that it's actually, I think it's her that recognises her, and says actually that's her sister, Lily. Yeah. And she seems quite upset by that because she was reported missing to Crane's office a number of weeks prior Uh, and I think they alluded to that during the bar scene as well from episode Mm, 1 but um, Snow admits that it had fallen through the cracks at the time and this crops up later as
2: well Uh, so we then go and talk to TJ next Can Um, Can you not go to see TJ? Can you go straight to the bar? I can't remember or do you have I... to go back and see TG? I think you do have
1: to go back, don't you? I don't remember. I definitely want to go and speak to him, mm. but I'm not yeah. sure there was the option to just go, to go straight out. Maybe. I guess you
3: maybe you could have skipped him because he didn't really add anything important apart from where the body was found, which you kind of know already. Cinder block's tied to her mm-hmm. legs. She must have been drowned somewhere. So,
2: Yeah, he heard someone, though, didn't he? Which yep. I'm sure we're going to come on yep. to, yeah.
3: Yeah, so we got
1: towards waiting there with TG. And well, before that, we we actually go up to talk to TG, uh, leaving Crane with the body again. This was just one of these points where I thought uh, I had my suspicions about leaving Crane with the the body there. <laughs> I've definitely um, <laughs> for any number of reasons, I guess. But it's uh, there's, uh, it's uh, I, I my Crane's got his card marked, or uh, well, even at this point, he had his card marked. So Igabod likes um, his bodies
3: without heads. So.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, As we go back up, Buffkin wants to talk to Snow alone again, so there's clearly something still going on there. Again, we catch the tail end of that conversation, and Snow says she's wanting any information on the unregulated use of glamours in the past, which Buffkin Mm. goes off to find for her. So we now find Toad and TJ talking to the, uh, the magic mirror, but he quickly swipes that away when we get across there. And uh, Big B comes across <laughs> in mine, at least, and I it's probably the same for us. Uh, Tj, I, I felt really bad actually. Tj was like probably cowering from Big Bigby when I came across. Yeah, uh, he yeah. was, he was, he was not happy to see me. Mads, you did this the first time around, so did you get anything? Did you glean any useful information from this, or what came out of your interactions with Tj?
3: Um, no, I just learned after I, I, I was nice to Tj all the way through. Even you, you get a a little notification that uh, Snow White uh, notices that you've uh, treated him right. But uh, I think, no, I got him talking, got him to tell that he was out swimming, which, he, of course, he shouldn't be without his glamour on in, in one of the the rivers in, in the city, and that he found this buddy, and he heard somebody talking on the bridge, but I don't remember. Did we get any details about the person talking on the bridge?
2: All says, I mean, I'm sure it was the same as yours, he said he heard someone... Did he? Did he? Did the person say, "Stop laughing at me"? That's yes. mine. Or Something I, I, lines, I heard
1: stop, yeah. or stop laughing. Yeah, stop laughing, yeah, 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 I, I, I yeah. may have. I yeah.
2: may have. Yeah, but he says he didn't hear anybody else there, and he didn't hear anybody else laughing. No. Uh, yeah. And he and he didn't recognise the voice. Mm. Yeah. 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 So he's Useless, been... really. Yeah,
1: not all of you. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the, why um, I said maybe also...
3: you could. Skip this part because I mean, after having seen the body, you don't really need what the information you get there.
2: No,
1: yeah, he also is very scared of Bigby, uh, or he asks Bigby if he can smell something when somebody's lying, and that's obviously Mm. when this information starts to come out. So, yeah, yeah, we we effectively know that he was swimming out and about when he shouldn't have been unglamoured, and somebody. Has thrown the, the remains of this body mm. that was glamoured off a bridge into the river where he was swimming. Um, <laughs> I would kind of, having given him a good grilling, um, <laughs> just as they were on their way out, just as they were on their way out the door, I thought it was a good opportunity to stop him on the way out and uh, ask him where TJ's glamour was. And uh, remind him that it was compulsory to to, to be glamoured when you're out about in public. <laughs> you're and, such uh, an ass! I got I, I got I got, I got a very stern "fuck you" from Toad for that. So it's uh, I think I, I think I burnt my bridges with Toad, sadly. <laughs> um,
3: so did you guys actually see what Toad was asking the the mirror for? I, 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 no. I asked for it, but uh, I, I couldn't get any information about. It. No, okay. um, and I don't think we ever
1: will. No. Did
2: you guys then talk to the mirror? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Was was see, now I don't think here, you I? can. I don't think you can. See, this is. I think this is where it might be a bit different. So, I, you know, like we said last time, what I do with this, I play through it, and then afterwards, like after I played the whole thing, I, I did look at a guide to see, you know, does anything I've missed. Mm. And Mads, I think when you, because you did it first, I think you get the opportunity then, okay, to talk to the mirror. I remember the mirror getting smashed. In my playthrough, and I can't quite remember how it does. That is
1: on, I think that oh, was that's in the, the season end. three look yeah, exactly. forward. That's in the end.
2: Oh, okay. Mm. Well, sorry, episode are, right. three yeah. look forward. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah but so yeah, man's had the opportunity to talk to the mirror and ask it about certain characters. Did you? Matt? I think so. Yes. Yeah.
3: I, I, I tried to, and I tried pretty. to figure out what Tote was looking at. So I, I feel like I uh, I asked uh, the mirror a few questions, but I actually I'm not sure right now. Yeah.
2: Well, we never got the opportunity.
1: Mm no because at that point crane enters and he is adamant that snow white shouldn't leave the office but uh well you get a choice here you can let her do what she wants um what i i told her it's, i told crane it was up to her which she liked but did yeah. you guys choose anything otherwise yeah no. nope. we all
3: let snow come Again. to the trip trap so what's the percentage yep. yeah. for you guys
2: 75.2 for online. See,
3: again, the PC gamers, just, they're so much better people. 91.9%, let's know, <laughs> come to the church shop.
2: Yeah. No, so, Andy's So, you, on you console
3: now. gamers, like a fourth of you are like misogynistic picks. I mean, <laughs> uh,
1: I could live with that. I'll be pleased with that. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, we move on. This is a, this is a, uh, Pro- sorry, no, not this one, the 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 next one. Um this is also a good scene. So we go to the trip trap bar next, obviously we've already been there. Uh the scene starts off with Holly, who we know, Gren who we know, a bit uh Jack, who we don't yet know, but that's Jack Horner, isn't it? Mads, do you know who no. you about Jack no. Horner? Uh,
3: well it's Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk. But uh, No,
2: it's it's not Jack
3: no, and the it's, it is. it's
2: Jack Horner.
1: no
3: no.
2: It's Jack Horner? Is little Jack Horner? It's sat in a corner eating these kids, and where your lung came a spider? No, isn't it no, one? no,
3: no. This is definitely Jack from Jack and the Beanstalks.
2: <laughs> oh, okay,
3: I, thought, I, I, I can show you the stuff. pages in the comics that tells you that this is Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk because he's he... on
2: the extras. It definitely says it's Jack owner and Jack owner is not Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh wow, he?
3: that's weird. It, it is. It is. Uh, look at the comics. It's definitely Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk. He, uh, I think, even doesn't he say something about the beans in this uh, episode as well? Not him, but uh, Bigby when he's making fun of him.
1: Because I initially thought when I when I saw it was Jack, I. I Automatically, the first one I assumed was Jack and yep, the Beanstalk. Yep. So did I, when I yeah. The bar, when
3: I looked at the bio, okay. it said Jack. This or is, or I, I this is to, terrible to, radio, forget. but I'm going to show you a picture of Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk, which is uh, one of the main characters in the very beginning of uh, of the comics. And you can tell me whether this is the guy you saw. Um, Mantis leafing through. Yeah, I'm leafing Copy through him. here. I'm going to find... Uh, okay, so, so, so uh, let's see. He's standing, standing right there apica? next to Snow White. Yeah, that's That's yeah, the that's, guy, right? That is him. Yeah, yeah. that's Jack from Jack yeah. and the Beanstalk.
2: Well in mm-hmm. the in the bio in the game okay. it says it's Jack Horner.
1: Funky. Yeah,
3: he's from a very different okay. nursery, right? Yeah, yeah, weird. Uh, the Maybe they merged those two in the in the comics.
2: Yeah, Jack Horner and the Beanstalk yeah. in the corner. <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> no, but I what um, I wanted
3: to ask that is that the was your Grendel missing an arm then? Yes. yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's got. And he's got. He had like his shirt pinned up as well to really yeah. draw attention okay, to it, okay. or his jacket pinned up. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he's yeah. looking proper
2: yeah. sorry for himself as well. And he was mad at you guys as well. Yes, I guess. Uh, well, he just looks cowed.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, he definitely looks like, he's been put back in his box. Which yeah, was I was wondering attention. about that because of
3: course I didn't do that. So, uh, in in my playthrough, he was just mildly annoyed and nothing more than that. Yeah. Well, the
1: um. The three of them are sat at the bar having a conversation and it seems to be about someone and what their job is and holly's talking about how it's his job is to keep them safe in the woodlands are they talking about bigby yeah yes or was yeah yeah that's that's fine that's what i thought um at which point bigby and snow white walk in (laughs) grin as you say looks very twitchy when bigby walks in and in my playthrough, Holly just took the whiskey bottle off the bar and put yep. it under under the counter. She obviously she obviously knew what, she didn't want any more trouble. <laughs> and clearly, Jack, who has not really been privy to the goings on so far, or I think it's just probably quite stupid, um, says he's looking for some entertainment, and obviously he sees Bigby, and he's like, "Oh, here we go! I, you know, here's here's yeah. my entertainment." And you're thinking to yourself, "This is probably not a very, this is not going to end very well for you." Um. I was here on business, my kind of, I, I want basically to get straight in and talk to Holly here, and you're trying your best to do so, but Jack keeps, he's just not reading the room basically, yeah. keeps interrupting, um, he doesn't pick up on Big Bigby's mood, um, and he also lets slip about the fact that uh, everyone knows about the body that got pulled out of the river, and I think mm. that's because uh, Crane had outreleased Tweedledee from the... Interrogation room, and I think the first thing that Tweedledee had done was to come there and blab about what had been happening, because um, he also knows about how I was treating him as well, which they weren't—they weren't too impressed about. Yeah, and uh, he he suddenly goes off. He's obviously one of these really annoyed people. He goes off and basically almost spouts verbatim um, about the uh, the rule of law and how I would abused my position and all this sort of stuff. Uh, so he's he's obviously one of these people who knows his rights at the same time uh, at this point holly obviously realizes that things are a bit more serious than, than than what he understands them to be so um she interjects basically she says basically find your off button now and yeah. shuts him down properly um although he does keep uh, he does keep shutting his mouth off and then you get the op this is when you're presented with the option as to how you break it to holly about her sister I um, and just before, just as you're about to actually, uh, surprisingly, uh, that's the. Oh no! You get the option to tell her first and foremost. Did you? What what line
2: did you guys take with that one? Uh, just straight out with it. Yeah, went direct. Yeah. But I didn't realise that he was about to tell her that it was her sister. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I didn't think he would just blurt it out, but he does in front of in front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. And um, yeah, I did the exact same. Just basically told her how it was. But uh, Jack's uh, Jack obviously is continuing to mouth off at this point. But it was quite surprisingly, uh, Gren very quickly interjects and basically tells him in no uncertain terms to basically that's that's the end of the the conversation as far as he's concerned. Yeah. Um. He's obviously Gren's also quite worked up at this point as well because uh, he's effectively insinuating that. Of, of course Snow White as in the real Snow White's okay because uh, he's sort of well, she's a favourite of Bigby yeah exactly yeah. that of course Bigby would look after you type thing yeah. but they'd reported Holly's sister missing weeks ago and nothing was done about it and ultimately this is what's come
2: about as a consequence um, I think it was John you, Shep wasn't it on Discord who said there's a real vibe of class divide here yes. you know. Yeah, it's in this scene I think more than any other mm. Um, where you can see amongst the fables that there's a real kind of us and them attitude towards the police and people yeah. people in positions of authority,
1: yeah. yeah, suspicion of authority, that type of stuff, yeah.
2: Um,
3: yeah, the, it, it's in the I, with the toad as well. I mean, there's there's definitely yeah, some yeah. Um, some divided yeah, in, in so power made the there. Phone calls and nobody came.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's the those that have and those that don't. I mean, if you think about the farm as well, well how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it re- there is a huge divide, isn't it, between those at the top, the Bluebeards and the Big Bees and the Ichabods and the the Collins
3: and the Toads. So I, I think mainly <laughs> yeah. the farm holds those that don't want to or can't be glamoured. So. Oh, it doesn't afford? Doesn't hold those that can't afford to be. Probably glamoured. those as well. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it says that in the bio. Yeah, that obviously it's an expensive commodity, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's for I think for the people who can't afford it as well. Yeah. Um, so Snow White gives Holly her sister's brooch. Um, I was just saying, uh, I felt dreadful about it as well. I told her to clear it with me next time, as that was evident that <laughs> yeah. she just handed over to her. I thought, that pretty bad. But um, so Snow White gave then, her brooch. Yes, yes, in my playthrough, right. yes, Snow White gave her the brooch. Yeah, the
3: um, I feel like maybe I did. So but, she, or maybe I just approved. I, I, I forget.
1: Yeah, I think you've got the choice okay. as to whether to pick that. her up on it or not mm. anyway, yeah. Um, so Holly starts talking to Bigby and Snow, and Bigby's obviously trying to just get some information as to why um, she might be glamoured, and Holly reveals that her sister was working as a prostitute, and uh, she'd owed some money to a club. And it, uh, the pudding, in, uh, called the pudding and pie. She lets it with, slip, with, it, she, yeah. with, it, with, with its owner, Georgie, and it sounds as like so though he is possibly uh, sort of either extorting or, um, you know, is, is effectively taking advantage of his staff. Um, Holly asks if she can see her sister's body as she needs it for a ritual, uh, because being a troll, um, her body must be burned before sunrise or it'll turn to stone. Um I was feeling bad about the brooch, so I said yes. She could have assisted. Oh,
2: brooch. you! You're weak. <laughs>
1: I said yes as well. I'm,
3: I was yeah, I was nice yeah. to her the, the whole way, and, and Snow loved me even more. So I'm I'm definitely getting into her pants soon. Well, this was it. It
1: seemed to please Snow. Um, she tells me I did I did a good job on the way out the door. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an extra bastard in the next episode to make up for that kindness. It's uh, I'll be yeah.
2: getting a reputation as a nice guy. It's another um, example where you'd have to be an extreme every answer to be extremely bad. I think for yeah. Snow to not give you that
1: um approving yes. comment, mm. yeah, she's basically giving you every opportunity, every out possible to, to be a nice guy at least once. Yeah,
2: and you fell for it. You fell into it. I did, it. I did.
1: I'm disappointed. I made up for it, I made up for it in the next <laughs> chapter, which is which is this has been my favorite chapter of the game so yeah, far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the uh, the pudding and pie club inside the uh you go to in the bronx in the evening time um so we're on our way to go and see georgie porgy to see see what's happening here uh i mean first of all what a name for a club Uh, obviously it transpires very quickly as to what kind of club it is but uh, i think it's both a male and a female strip club yeah and uh judging by the posters as you come in or not but the pudding and pie must be (laughs) so 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 so, some of the, the way that some of these fairy tales are used is to my mind it's just i think it's so clever the way that it's done the, the imagination the way it's been spun to put a completely yeah. different
2: uh perspective on it all i think is it is, is very very good did you link did you guys link here like obviously you knew we were going to see georgie but we didn't know it was georgie porgy i didn't link the georgie and the pudding and pie until i read the bio after i finished it and seen it, it was ah, georgie okay. porgy
1: yeah no, as soon as I saw, as soon as I knew we were going to
2: putting a pie in Georgia, I was like, "Oh, Georgie Porgy. But um, as you say, it's such a clever interpretation of the rhyme because the rhyme is pretty sinister, isn't it? Georgie Porgie put in a pie, kissed the girls, and made them cry. Yeah, it's such a horrible and sinister rhyme. But like the way they've turned it into, created this club out of that. It yeah, is, this kind of real it's world, very, sort, very of almost, good.
1: sort of, uh, sort of plausible interpretation yeah, of, of, it... of that of that nursery rhyme, it's very good um, so uh, we get met, like I said, by a club employee who you've kind of got the options of having a bit of chit chat or not with, uh, but I just cut straight to the chase and said I was there to see Georgie and she gets, Bigby gets warned before entering the office that Georgie doesn't like to be disturbed whilst working you know, probably an in inverted commas, working um, I tell her I don't really care how he feels and she says, well the two you will get on just fine then and yeah. um, as you come in there, I, I thought this was some of the, again, just testament to the sound design. It's, it, it really sort of captured perfectly the, the the sound, the change in sound you get from when you're outside a club or just yeah. when you're out in the corridor. The, that sort of slightly muffled bit, yeah. you can really just hear the bass coming through it. Um, it obviously sounds like it's a pretty lively scene next door.
3: So what you're saying is it you sounded just the as the room. last time you were at a pole dancing event. So. <laughs>
1: It was uncanny, man. So it was like I was that's back really Yeah, well, yeah. Man, I could almost so feel my. F- it hasn't been that far. Hasn't been that yeah, far. that's, that's it. I had to check my feet hadn't stuck to the carpet. <laughs> it was, uh, it was exactly the same. Um, as you do enter the next room, um, I have to say I wasn't expecting this, but you find um, a topless girl that's uh, mm. performing, practicing effectively um, her routine to the music that's blasting from this big boombox, and uh, you've got this kind of. Uh, quite slight guy covered coming in tattoos with his little pork pie hat on, um who's obviously Georgie, uh sitting in the chair who's shouting and berating his skills the whole time in this really thick Yorkshire accent it's which really was weird uh, Yorkshire yeah. accent. Oh, <laughs> I I don't really I, I guess it'd be the same probably like if um is it a bad Yorkshire accent or is it, it a slightly odd one?
2: No, it's not. I, I don't know. Jim's probably better qualified than me to to, to, to support. I don't think it's don't a know.
0: bad Yorkshire accent. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not but, like a typical Yorkshire accent, is it? It's sort of got twangs. Yeah, it, I, of, I I
1: couldn't yeah. quite place it. I I because to my mind there was parts where it sounded more like a Mancunian accent, and then um, but I couldn't quite. Uh, I could never quite pick it out, but there was. Um, There was. uh, Did you did you stand and listen to the whole, basically the whole diatribe? Did you go straight up and interact, or did you listen to it?
0: I think I I went straight up and interacted. No, I think I I held back. Yeah. yeah, If
1: you get the opportunity, just um, it doesn't make for particularly pleasant listening, but it's just quite. On some level, it's just the um, the uh, some like the one line. I I love some of George's one liners full stop that he comes out (laughs) with, but. He's uh, he's he's watching this girl dance. He's oh, you look like you're taking a shit type thing. As uh, <laughs> as he's talking as he's as he's talking about her dancing, so it's uh, yeah. He's he's obviously not the best boss to work for. I wouldn't say, that becomes apparent very as, quickly.
2: As soon as he starts to talk, I smile. I just think yeah, he's absolutely
1: yeah. brilliant. Uh, yeah, he's been my favourite character so far. Um, yeah. So he's obviously there, being fairly, to my mind, fairly abusive to. This this member of staff, so I take quite a firm line with him, and tell him to watch how he speaks to the girls. And uh, I bet they, again, just leave him. In no doubt, I'm not in the mood. Um, he doesn't seem at all threatened, which kind of suggests that he's maybe either used to dealing with, not necessarily with Big B, but obviously is kind of uh, you know doesn't respond in any way to threats. Mm. And uh, he starts winding me up also at this point about how I treat my suspect. So again, words obviously spread quickly. Yeah, from, same. Yeah, now that Dee's out and about, uh, everybody knows that uh, how, how
2: Bigby's going to treat people if they're in
1: his care, shall we say.
2: And he says that whether or not you hit uh, your suspect, unfortunately. Okay. Uh,
1: all right. Okay, well, that's interesting. Um, the conversation turns to Lily and how and why she might be glamoured. And Georgie doesn't seem to be too concerned or otherwise about the uh, the legalities of any of that and uh, he just suggests it. it sounds like she might have been working for someone high-powered who wants it to look like Snow White and that effectively uh, it's not really—it's nothing to do with him um, kind of above his pay grade and he's not really giving too much away. So uh, he's obviously had enough of Bigby by this point. He turns back around, switches his music back on at full volume and tells his girl to get dancing again and uh, that was just like a red rag to a bull for me. Um, yeah <laughs> so uh you've got various options here did you guys do anything other than switch the music
2: off did you choose something else
0: i smashed it
2: yeah uh, did you, i no i just switched it off okay. yeah i can't remember did you have the option to smash it then well think, you, you switch you switch it off initially
1: and, and then, you then he turns the it back on hit, doesn't he i think yeah and then, and I then think you you've smash got it. and then you've got the option to hit him yeah. i think and it's in the right it's only in the
2: in the process of hitting him, he drops it and smashes it. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I, to be about- no, I did. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, no, I didn't hit him, but I think he does end up dropping it. Um, I didn't hit him once.
3: No, oh, me neither. Um, right. I didn't smash anything either. So,
2: but um, I think he did drop it. I f- seem to remember him dropping it.
1: Yeah, it's worth smashing it at some point if only because he then launches into this that it's basically an entire sentence that consists of uh, entirely yeah, square words. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, That's yeah. really <laughs> funny. It's, yeah, that, that that one definitely made me chuckle. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he actually seemed quite uh, dismayed about his boombox as well. So I, I don't quite know what the connection... Does that tie into the fairy tale, the fact that... what well, does, does the boombox represent something from the fairy tale? Because he seemed quite Attached,
2: to you. he seemed very distraught about his boombox getting broken. It's only that I'm little rhyme, sure. isn't it? "Kiss the girls, made the crime." When the boys come out to play, Georgia Porgy run up, ran away. Oh, well. I mean, that—that's yeah. it, isn't it? I don't know about Pass. Yeah, "Georgey switched his, first, his boombox it? on and started grooving yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. "Blast Nights and Run DMC." Yeah, yeah, Thanks yeah. To this paradise. Uh,
1: yeah, um, he passes a boombox over to Hans, who we've not met, but that so that's clever Hans, which again. I don't know him. Do you know Clever Hands from Eddie Rhymes?
2: It rings yeah. a bell, but... I, yeah, I mean, obviously it is It is a character, isn't it, from, from Low. Yeah, I just know him from what was in his
1: little bio blurb there. That's it. Uh, however, he's obviously not the smartest. He lets slip that there's a book containing details on all the girls that have worked at the club and their interactions, which obviously... Um, Bigby big picks up on George is f- understandably furious about this, and uh, he fetches his cricket bat um, <laughs> that's got the um, the uh, the words crowd control basically etched into it, and uh, and, and tells Hans that they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to discuss um, something about he's going to have to learn some manners or something like that. I think so. Um, but uh, this is the scene now where you get various choices about what you do at this point because had Bigby, had Bigby already taken a cricket bat off him for you guys or yeah. right? so what did you choose to
0: do for the rest of this scene so, I smashed whatever I was given the option I smashed it so I,
3: I chose to destroy nothing I'd... and I didn't steal any money
0: Yeah,
2: I I, I I was I'd destroy something and then on the next prompt I'd threaten to and then I was going in that. like, And then if he didn't give me the book or he didn't open the the safe, right, the next one, prompt to get it, smash it. So I did a little bit of both, but I never once hit him. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, I think I hit him as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. It's, brutal. It's, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Only 17% of players on the Xbox, but on the PC, it's probably like 1%. Uh, no, it's probably about 90%. But on the Xbox, only 17% of players... Didn't hit so him. So we're
3: back to the fact that console players are, are bastards. 69.9% uh, of the PC players <laughs> that didn't high. hit high, it was 69%. That's what I'm saying. PC is the thinking man's platform. <laughs> yeah. So only
2: 19%, 17.5% of Xbox players didn't hit him at all. It's actually quite good <laughs> fun to
3: see this difference in, in demographic, isn't it?
2: That is funny, yeah. isn't it? It is obviously something yeah. to do with the demographic of the yeah. player.
1: Yeah. The mental age of them, I dare say. It's like anytime get
2: to... <laughs> you, you said that hit, smash things, <laughs> hit things, mm. shooty shooty bang bang.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'd the you, Jim. I'd basically turn him and his place upside down. And yeah, I'll be interested to see in a second
2: if that has any effect on things or not. Now it
1: doesn't.
0: Full um, on, uh, full on Martin rigs on the place. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get to
2: the same point no matter how you um, go through this yeah. scene. Yeah. So, in fact, it uncovers a safe in the floor
1: that um, he, he he will eventually open for you. Uh, inside, £58 or $58, which was the amount we had in our wallet that we gave to Faith on the first night, wasn't there?
2: Mm, interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So, her money has somehow made it into the safe. That um, makes sense
2: because she said, didn't she, when we gave her that money yeah. because she said that she needed to take it for her boss. Yeah. She yep. owed her boss $100 and we only have 58 mm. so she's obviously gone she obviously that was that that link's back because she was working for Georgie Porgy. Yep.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to remember if the money was in there now because I didn't give her the money.
2: It, I guess it wouldn't be then in that case. No, well no, I, I, like it, I yeah. did give her the money because I didn't have any money at the bar but I actually don't remember the money being in the safe.
3: Oh yeah. Okay. Must do.
2: Mm, it must have been because I definitely did give her the money. Yeah.
3: Me too
1: um yeah and then the other point that comes out of that is that the uh the book has basically got a list of within it of the um the girls and their clients and which rooms they conducted their business in and we can see that the last entry for uh no pun intended for lily was uh mr smith um georgie again is continuing to sort of plead ignorance saying that he knows nothing about what the girls get up to he just effectively provides a meeting point and takes his cut um, and that's it you get the point of a wee there's the opportunity to have a wee walk around here were you able to interact with any of so obviously jim and i had broken everything but were you able to interact with the stuff things like the tv and the neon sign and stuff like that nope. did, did it did it nope. no
2: so i i i kept the old ludo narrative going here because in that very last conversation you see somebody in the background peeking around the door I don't know whether you yes. guys noticed that and yeah. he, he's distracted by it because he keeps glancing over at the door, and you just see someone peeking around. So I thought, I won't. I was tempted to just go and explore every nook and cranny, but I thought, no, I'll, I'll keep the narrative rolling, and, and yeah. went straight over to the door as quickly as I could.
1: Yeah. So that's it. So we make our way through there, and we find out that it's basically the dressing room for the uh, for the club itself, mm. and there's a kind of a set of pigeonholes or little locker boxes that are immediately there as we come through. Um, some Things of note. There's uh, some some makeup that's lying on the floor, but there's also a note there that says, "Faith, thanks for covering for me tonight. Let's talk before you go over to the apartment, Lily." Right? Can somebody? I was sitting and thinking about this. So, Faith, thanks for covering for me tonight. Let's talk about it before you go over to the apartment, Lily. So, Faith is going to go and see Lily's client. The woodsman. The woodsman. Yep. Uh, which apartment are they talking about?
3: Well, the the, the apartment where we meet the witchman, where he's uh, beating up... uh, Right at the start. We're told that... uh, I I forget when we're told this, but uh, in this episode we learn that uh, the woodsman is used to getting a credit from Lily, so he doesn't have to actually pay for his um, sex immediately. And uh, Faith doesn't want to give him that credit. That's uh, what the whole debacle is about in in the beginning.
2: Uh, Oh, I missed that, Mm. yeah. Yeah, well, thank you, Mads. So. Again,
1: this is why I ask you these questions so you can explain these things. It's just purely for the benefit of the listeners. I knew this, mm. obviously. So it's, um, <laughs> it's the, the
0: thinking it's man's platform, <laughs> is it? We're too it's, busy it's, yeah. Yeah. answering <laughs> questions with our fists.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to punch somebody. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's also in the uh, in a locker. There's a jewellery box that's been broken open, um, and a small box that's been broken open. But it, it makes a comment along the lines that there's no there's no lock on mm. it, so almost as though it was. Yeah, mm. like I've been like what sealed with a charm or something or something to that yeah, effect. But well, they you?
2: keep all the people in this club. They keep saying, don't they? Their lips are sealed. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yes. So that's yep. kind of that. This is what starts to come out now. And so. the
0: mirror said that as well in episode one. Yeah. When you asked yes. oh. it if Faith was still alive. It said my lips yep. are sealed. Okay. So there yep. must
2: be particular. some kind of charm or spell. Yes. There's somebody that,
1: somewhere that is yeah. That yeah. Is. That
2: seals. You know that stops them from saying certain things and. Mm-hmm. Maybe this box was a little bit of a kind of call call forward to that, yeah.
3: and that's why we need to make yeah. an appointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so.
2: Yes, exactly that. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's clever, actually, isn't she? Because she kind of she makes it so she can give him some info. No. Yeah. yeah, exactly
1: and, that. So uh, this the, 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 the she is the person who's sat round, basically, on the other side of the dressing room at the makeup table. And she reveals that she used to be known as the Little Mermaid, yeah. Uh, but now it goes by the name of Nerissa. Did did the Little Mermaid did was Nerissa the, the what did she take on that name in the Little Mermaid or plus just, it was, just just it was Ariel. Yeah, that's Ariel. What I remember yeah. as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Yeah, so yeah, so Nerissa, but Nerissa doesn't feature in the original at all. Well, I
2: suspect or... if you read the actual thing that the Disney film is based yeah. on, I bet you there's Nerissa is yeah. probably, yeah. That's it, because I say it didn't ring any bells with me. Um,
1: You ask her about this Mr. Smith, and this is where she says uh, she can't talk about her work. Her lips are sealed. And he says, I keep hearing that. And so you obviously start to think, is this a spell or a glamour or something? Um, My Bigby lost his temper and slammed a book down and basically said, look, I need to know these names. I need to know what these room numbers mean. Uh, I need to get to room 207. And she is about to say these lips are sealed again, but she cuts herself off and says, would you like to make an appointment with me? And that obviously allows her to speak more freely Mm. or allows her to act more freely. Um, So I agree and say, yes, I would like to. And she tries to charge me, I think, $150 for the privilege or something. I don't have a bean on me. I gave everything to Faith. So um, there's a bit of kind of awkward digging around in the pockets type (laughs) thing. (laughs) And uh, she... um, she says, she actually she takes some money out of her drawer and I think basically is, is willing to sub me and she goes off to arrange it with Georgie um, who comes back, they're having a conversation outside and then she returns the key for, or it's a key that's got 204 written on it. Um, the only other thought at this point, which maybe didn't quite but clearly he has to for it to fit the narrative, but Again, just looking from the point of view of what's actually transpired so far, is that I don't think Georgie would be in any rush to give me a key to go next door and start sniffing around. No, no. Nope. But um. But are you? are
2: assuming that Georgie's guilty of something, though. I mean, what if he's uh, not? What if he's just he's just a bit of an
0: unsavoury boss? But yeah, really... I d- I think he's just an enabler, and he he's just. Yeah, I don't well, think I, he's anything to do with the murder. So I well, I, well, I guess so anyway. he's
1: I assume he's unaware of what's sitting next door in the hotel.
2: But well, I guess the hotel's not his business, is it? All no. he's doing is just no. where yeah. they go with their clients, isn't it? I mean, he's yeah. the facilitator. He set, you know, yeah. he, he kind of takes the money, but how they and where they do it I think is down to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Yeah.
1: He's so a the pimp. key forps, Yeah, he certainly is. So the key got um Open arms on it, and that turns out to be the hotel next door, uh, which we set off for. And as we're on our way into it, we see a uniformed cop walking out with a girl, and he obviously recognises Bigby and doffs his cap at him. So it's yeah. obviously a well, a well frequented place by,
2: uh, by his, um, by some of his colleagues. There used to be one of these in Liverpool called the Formula. There used to be this Formula One hotel in Liverpool that was like eight quid a night on, on a Friday and Saturday night. Oh my god! You see some right sides going in and out of there. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing well, to do things. with
0: nothing to do with racing
2: then. Nothing to do with racing at all, unless that's uh, a euphemism for mm. something else.
1: <laughs> yeah, I dare say. Yeah, it's um, the uh Well, on that though, in the open arms hotel, there's a there's there's a few things that you can interact with in there that I, I'm not quite sure as to why, what the purpose serves because. No. It doesn't; act, they, they serve no purpose. But I, I think you're right in saying that there was uh, they've got a room rate; they've got a board up with all the room rates on it, and I think it gives you like the, the rooms either per hour or overnight. But then I think it says like fifteen dollars per per extra person or something like that. So that's <laughs> uh, I think as long as you've got the money, you can put as many people as you want into the room, which I dare say somebody has at some point. Yeah. Um, the main point here is that there's a, a bell that we have to ring on the front desk. And from the back we see that other than uh, Beauty um, appear through. Now she doesn't realise initially that it's Bigby that's there because they've got a half-closed shutter that's at the desk. Um, but obviously when she ducks under it to see who it is, she then obviously is very flustered and uh, very quick to try and st- try and tell him that uh, she just works at reception um, as a way of making uh, ends meet with the rents and that she's in no way kind of a working girl at the hotel or the club. And um, I told her again that I didn't care about this. This is something that's, uh, you know, kind of coming back to the previous episode. Um, you fill her in on the events, and it basically uh, leads us to... She starts to reveal a bit more information as you as you start to ask her about Faith. And when we ask her about uh, Tweedledee, because obviously he kind of alluded to having some sort of relationship with her, she reveals that actually what it is that is that she took a loan from them uh to help pay the rent debts and they're basically uh wanting both the money back but i think with some astronomical amount of interest sort of the uh, the original payday loaners i think um yeah, yeah. and she also gets quite upset when uh, bigby says to her well you should have come and spoken to myself or snow and we could have sorted it for it come and see us next time and uh which she replies we did um, and obviously again somebody else that nothing happened for as a consequence um, yeah we then head on upstairs and she insists on coming with us because it's important to maintain appearances you can't just let Big B go off and wander around this hotel bad for business all this sort of stuff so we can head on up now by various means there's the options we ultimately need to get ourselves into room 207 at the end of the corridor but there's four other rooms that we can go into as well did you guys bother to explore them all I just walked straight up to two hundred seven yeah. and tried to get Me in. Too. Yeah, so oh, man on business. Okay, um, I went into all of them. Um, Did you actually go in? So there's there's a point worth noting um, when you come upstairs. Clearly, the hotel is at least one of the rooms is occupied. There's some fairly self explanatory noises coming from <laughs> one of the rooms. So I was like, oh yeah, as beauty, can I go into this one? And Uh, she was initially quite reluctant and I basically said you can either open it or I'm going to kick it down and um, she ultimately does open it for you and he sticks his head in the door and basically gets an earful of abuse from... A male and a female <laughs> participant that's inside the room and quickly, quickly comes back out again. <laughs> the, uh, he sort of claims that he's just doing his job. Um, again, that, that all-encompassing excuse. I wish
2: I'd seen that, but that was funny. Yeah,
1: it's, 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 it's quite funny. Uh, the other rooms, 205 and 206, there's literally nothing. You walk in and they're just empty rooms. So again, mm. I'm not really quite sure what purpose they serve. Uh, 204, which is the one that we've been given the room key for, you go in and... There was nothing of any significance there. So but it's fairly pointless actually going into any of the other rooms because there's not one thing to pick up, there's not it's one weird. thing to Yeah. It did seem I I it was that way where I was thinking in an alternative um playthrough, would you maybe see something or get
2: something, but no, nothing at all.
1: But the game's um, trying to
2: give you an illusion of like giving you more freedom, but really it's just giving you Yeah, but you're literally walking into an empty room mm. and then come back out again.
1: Yeah. Odd. Um however no such issues when we tried to get into room 207 because as Beauty stood there fumbling with the key trying to get the door open and Bigby stood next to her and it won't open, we suddenly hear this panicked cry from behind them to with <laughs> the worst timing in the world a Beast who has um, stumbled upon uh, Beauty working there but obviously with Bigby stood next to her and it's looking like they're about to head into the, one of the rooms together, which... Uh, couldn't have really um couldn't have really gone any worse. It's all very convenient, but nonetheless it does obviously serve a very important um plot beat. So Beauty tries desperately to try and placate him and explain what's happening, but Beast has the red mist is descending on Beast at this point and you can start to see him begin to transform. He's getting so his his eyes are turning him red. I took the line initially that you were kind of somewhat limited in your choices here anyway, but I was basically telling him that I was on a job. Uh, he's beyond, but uh, he's effectively kind of beyond reasoning and uh, grabs uh, Bigby by the scruff of the neck. And I thought, right, this is your final warning. Tell yeah. him that I don't want to hurt yeah. him. Uh, did you end up getting, I think it's probably unavoidable. It leads into effectively a QTE fight. Was that the case for everybody? It is an
3: unavoidable and yeah. in, in the, it's a multi-staged fight. I tried at some point to just not fight. Uh, and so yeah. I died, so had to start over. So it is unavoidable for okay. a long period of time, at least.
2: What isn't yeah. what you can avoid though is the second punch when Ooh. you've got him pinned down, end, yes. and it gives you a choice: he's had enough or hit him yeah. again. See, my Big B is is as I said last time. He's really trying hard to reform, and he's trying to leave nasty Big B behind. But when his buttons are pushed and he gets pushed like this, just like he did in the bar in episode one, he forgets all that, and he goes proper big, bad wolf. So, so you I went was all console gamer on as, him. M- yeah. As, <laughs> yeah, as many times. And thirty-six um, percent of only 36% of console gamers punched him while he was down. Okay, My,
3: mine is uh, turned the other way around. It's at 77.8% uh, did not keep punching Beast.
2: Oh, those... Uh, disappointing. Yeah. Oh maybe maybe you're right. Maybe only 36% of <laughs> console gamers actually stop punching yeah. him. So uh, of course oh, I yeah. stopped
3: punching him like the 77.8%.
2: No, you and 38% yeah. of players hit beast the second time. So I'm going to stick yeah. up for the console gamers though. No no no. no.
3: 77.8 yeah. yeah. you you still you've only got the 22.2% that actually beat him then. So we're still better than you guys. Nah I mean, it, it's your 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 math skills? They're not really um, the best. I guess. No, but you know me and maths,
2: so You what you call it? You you said that I have. a am not going to say it because it sounds doesn't sound very nice. But you don't. You say I'm not very good at numbers. <laughs> I'm very good. But do you know what i was a little bit disappointed with here is I was a little bit disappointed that Beast's reaction wasn't a bit stronger because she is a bit like oh my god like don't don't hurt him, mm. and then after the fight, she's completely normal. We, yeah. Yeah, but we've learned we, already big, that big. fables
3: are really, really tough. I mean, the the woodsman is, yeah. is uh, thrown out of window, lands on a car, has an axe stuck in his head. Oh, in his and head, and he's fine and drinking yeah. a yep. beer a couple of hours later.
2: But her her reaction, her reaction before you punch him, is like, no, no, please don't mm, do it. That's true. And then he does it, and then she's like, oh, all right then. Okay. Never mind. Yeah.
1: I also I found it very hard to take him seriously in the subsequent interactions when he was stood there with. Blood, pissing yes. out of his eyes from where it's, I uh, it's from where it stuck his his my finger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was it's, what uh... I tried
3: to avoid. I didn't want to actually like pick his <laughs> eyes out or whatever you try to do there. but yeah. uh, then I got killed instead.
2: Okay, well, yeah. so so you can't just not hit him; you'll die. You and need to have hit to him
3: it. all the way until until the final uh, when you're when he's at the floor. Then you can stop hitting him.
2: They've missed a the trick there, yeah. haven't they? Like they should have allowed you not to hit him. Like you don't. the The outcome of this interaction doesn't change depending on what you do no, or no. don't do. It's a linear thing.
1: You should so have. You should have been let- able to
3: do all pacifist from the big from the get go.
2: Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I,
1: I think can't. that I think it's very important that there's always that option within a game. Sort of either a no kill playthrough or you know i say uh, you know the 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 pacifist choice at, uh, at every juncture because that's how some people really want mm-hmm. to play it and you should you've always if got it's that a, option in life don't I, you so. I
2: wonder if it's the game showing its age a little bit I bet you if this I bet you if this was remade in fact I bet you when uh, the sequel comes out you will have much more flexibility for not taking the violence option I bet you those ten yeah, years yeah. would have been significant for that I think
1: yeah yeah. Um, yeah I,
2: I I thought I just really qu- I quite liked it
1: again it was the same as when you had to fight with Gren it's great when you've got two powerful characters properly butting heads I, I quite enjoyed it from that point of view I thought it's uh, you know yeah. you're waiting to see who was going to up the ante more than the other one back yeah. and forth and as they go through the transformations it was good um, the fight ends basically when uh, Bigger gets Okay, kind of which we ran away. one of them spear tackles the other one basically through the door that we weren't able to unlock. We land in room two hundred seven here and uh effectively reveals the, the, the murder scene, which is a bed that's been uh, drenched in blood with a ring of flowers all around it, which I think are the same lilac flowers that were in um in the hand that yeah, we had to get out of and uh beauty is obviously well this sort is of quite shocked by this but she goes on to tell us that she was on shift last night but doesn't think that anyone used the room and they send beasts downstairs to lock the hotel and stand guard and uh, we start sort of our investigation of this room uh a the few things there you can interact with um i guess the important ones there's a, a cassette player there's a, a story book about snow white um it was written in german i think wasn't it but mm. uh i've got some very rudimentary german but from what I can understand, as it was just telling the fable yeah, of Snow White, was. was. wasn't it? There were, yeah, yeah. So there was nothing else in it. Um, there was a couple of post-it notes inside the book, which was quite interesting. So I think there was one of them seemed to be trying to guess what um, kind of what brand of Apple it was that was um, that was in the picture that was inside it for whatever reason, whether it had to be subsequently would form part of the what we suspect might have been we can arrive at the conclusion that it may have been some sort of form of ritualistic. Well, I suggested it was some form of ritualistic killing because that's how it looked to me, but I don't know if there was options to suggest something otherwise and if it plays out differently. Otherwise.
0: No, I, I took it as like a ritualistic.
3: Yeah, yep. Trying to recreate the scene as, uh, yeah. as good as possible.
0: And then the dress is hanging up in the, uh, in the yep. wardrobe as well, isn't yep. it?
1: Yeah, I didn't name it. and then they. Again, it's probably it comes back to what we're saying right back at the start, as to you know, there's there's a lot of hand holding with this game, and you, I think, say something along the lines of, "That looks like the same dress that was in the book that I just looked at," and then it <laughs> tells you, you deduced that uh, yeah. that there's you know that the, the the dress in the book and the dress in the wardrobe are the same. It's like, yeah, so look at me, super detective here. Yeah,
2: just call me Sherlock. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's uh, there's not a whole lot to put that together um yeah,
2: but you can imagine almost the conversation around the dev team table can't you it's like oh you know we need to put in a few more interactions here okay let them walk around the room then give them three things to do it's always the rule of three give them three things to do you know let let them feel like a detective in some ways it's like the thing with the rooms earlier like they might well have just committed to the full-on visual novel thing, mightn't they, at this point? Rather than yeah. giving you this kind of almost arbitrary things to do. Mm. Yeah. Just disrupts yeah. the pacing for me. So, so it's, Did yeah.
0: everyone put the cassette in the tape player? Yeah.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, I did quite enjoy doing that. Anything that involves cassettes going into tape players is always fun, isn't it? <laughs> you should get a tape deck, mate. I know, I do need it. I need a tape deck. I've got a... Beautiful Monkey Island soundtrack mm. that I
0: can't play. I've
1: been listening yeah. to mine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I got looking at mine as well. Yes, I look at. I think we all look at that every time we mm.
0: record. it's um, I, d- the... I d- did have a little moment in this room, and I had to look for. I had to do a good search apple. for the apple. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't okay. find it either. Totally missed I, it. Totally I was walking
1: it. round and round because there was a couple of times where you could come back to beauty, and then you could say to. her I think I'm done now, Mm. or no, I'll keep looking. And then I'd obviously finished all the other interactions and I went back to her and I thought, I need to say to her, (laughs) I'm done now and she'll escort me out. And there was no prompt. I thought, oh, is there a glitch here? And so I went back to the cassette player and listened to it again. And I thought maybe that'll prompt it to Mm. let me go and still nothing. I thought I'm going to have to read. And I knew that, because it's quite, the the save points are not all that frequent in it, are they? Start of every like little, like mini section, aren't they? It, it, okay, so as frequently as that is it? All right, well, no, I it.
2: think so. I think if you know, at the start of every scene, and not every scene is the start of a new chapter, is it necessarily? Yeah.
1: Um, I was yeah. basically into it. I was literally I I knew that was probably right at the end of this session. I thought I just mm-hmm. can't be bothered resetting this or whatever. But yeah, as you say, lo and behold, after a bit of searching around, I realized that there was yes, there 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 was an apple
3: lying on the ground. Yeah, so, um, there's
2: like a big white thing around it
3: not if you don't know but the, 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 the camera so angles are very very fixed in this room and and you need to be standing in the correct position to see that apple so i i get yeah. that but i, was, it, I suppose go, going back to the whole uh, interactive narrative thing i actually i, I don't think it outstates as welcome the the little interactivity you're actually given i i kind of like uh me i i also found the oh that's the dress that that was kind of silly but that's the first time i've, I've thought like that in this game because it's never too much it's just enough to keep you engaged i think
2: yeah yeah i suppose i suppose my, my complaint i mean it, it definitely doesn't stay it's welcome i suppose my point is that it just feels like it feels feels like padding because okay. it's so simple
3: i can see why you, why yeah. you well, say that horses but horses you don't think it, it brings anything i mean you don't like getting agency just a little bit
2: yeah, I do. I like. It. It's not. I don't dislike it when I have I mean, to do. I mean, I know like, you, you're
3: you know, you're I just going through the motions because there's only like I just go there's through only like three that's things exactly things it. to do, and well, the only thing you can do is do it in a different order. But you need to do those three things. So
2: yeah, and it's you know it, it's exactly it. It's going through the motions. I don't find it. I don't find it unpleasant. I don't in particularly. Yeah, I just don't think about yeah. it. I just go around the room clicking things in whatever order I come across them. And then at some point, yeah, you're right. The you're right. you're, you're just uh, like,
3: well, a vehicle for moving the story along. Probably.
2: Yeah, and it's, it feels like it's a bit like, oh, okay, well, we just need to give mm. them, you know, we need to find another 15, 20 minutes of playtime here. Okay, well, let's stick a little bit of, you know, let, let's let them walk around those empty rooms. Mm. And let's, I tell you what, yeah. in, in, in the hotel foyer, why don't we put in like a vending machine that they can look at? You know, because that'll take a few minutes by the time, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. well. I I really enjoy it, and I really enjoy the story, and I really enjoy the vibe, and I really enjoy the characters. There's loads of us I really enjoy. Uh, it's like just guys, just commit to it, just go for it. You know, I don't need these little kind of interactive scenes actually because they don't bring anything for me. To well, the but, party.
1: particularly when they don't bring anything, as you say, you know, going across the sea, look at a phone and say the cable's been cut. Yeah, great. I know you're like, what,
2: what, what you does know. this mean? I'll make a yeah. note. Cable yeah.
1: cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I so they could do that. those the bits where you are actually sort of picking up, you know, the bits of evidence or actually things you can properly interact with, definitely, clearly. But uh, the stuff outside of that, no they, they they could have streamlined it a wee bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um But uh, well this is literally at the tail end now, so um as you play this cassette t- it sounds like a, kind of like a relaxing forest scene that you can hear with this string music and birds tweeting, and Beauty realises it's the uh, the same music that she heard being played quite loudly last night, which may or may not have covered the murder that might have happened in there. Um, she suspects that the room, because they're not on the register, I think that this room might actually be a long-term rental, and so in order to find your suspect, you probably need to find the key, or vice versa. Um, and... As I say, we find this apple on the floor, which, as we reach for, um, it looks as though somebody's taking a bite out of it, recreating the final scene um, from the Snow White book. Yeah. But we also, as we're looking at it, we, out of the corner of our eye, we catch an envelope that's
2: under the bed. And... <laughs> I... Just before you get like those dialogue choices you get when you find the apple, you can say like you can really be stupid Big B because one of them is, Oh, it's like the apple in the book, which is your deduction thing. Or you can say, She was eating when he attacked. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Or <laughs> murder obviously makes him hungry. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The um So we open up this envelope and Inside are a series of photos that effectively look like they've been taken by, well, sort of, um, what would we call, what's the word I'm looking for? What type pe- of photos pe- are they? Peeping
2: Tom. Yes. What's the proper
1: word for those? Like private investigative yeah. type photos. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, Now, just to make sure that we clarify all this before we go. So these are showing Big Bay from a year ago. Is that correct?
2: She says it was taken last winter.
1: Last winter. Okay. Do we know anything about last, had I missed anything? Do we know anything about what these photos relate to? Did they have any significance or meaning to you
0: guys? Not to me, no, I don't, no, I didn't put it to anything, no.
1: No, that's fine. No, I just want to be absolutely sure about that, that I hadn't missed something somewhere along the way. Um, Because Bigby, sort by his reaction, seemed to be quite concerned by it. But obviously, to my mind, at least at this point, I was none the wiser as to, what they were pertaining to these photos. So that's fine, as long as it was the same for you guys. Um, and then effectively kind of cuts back to show the same scene, but we realize it's Crane watching this scene through the magic mirror. Yeah. and He's been watching he, it all along. Yes. Yeah. So he's been seeing all of this, watching all these developments, uh, at which point he smashes it with the magic lamp, and that brings us to an end. Episode two.
4: It's a good one.
1: Yeah, there were a few good bits in that one. Yeah, you know, we kind of discussed the, the pros and cons both in the of the game in general, but also of this this episode. But I thought there were some some real highlights for it. Um, yeah. Any, anything that stood out as being that we haven't mentioned that stood out, or the things that we have mentioned very briefly, what were the parts that you did particularly like? Was there anything that you thought was particularly well done? Um,
2: Georgey,
0: yeah. sorry, Chris the pudding the pie scene was for mm, me totally yeah
1: yeah brilliant absolutely loved it
0: yeah so that was a standout for the uh for the episode definitely
1: yeah i think that and then the little qte scrap that you had with beast as well i thought that was quite uh again just that you had these two um juggernauts going at one another
2: it was all good um, actually i mean an hour and 20 minutes or so and it moves along at a really good pace and you know, yep. yeah, the, the the plot beats keep coming at you, and the new characters actually flew by. Actually, an hour and twenty minutes, absolutely flew by for me. Yeah, um, It yeah, was, yeah. well,
0: was the really
1: nice,
2: nice length of episodes. Yeah, I, I totally agree.
0: Mm-hmm. Do, we um, think, do we think Crane's been set up, or <sighs> do we think he's up to his eyeballs in it?
3: It's a bit early to to have the actual culprit here, isn't it? So so. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. think he's. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah, he there's somebody else is. as well.
1: There's a yeah. huge yeah. number. Of, I mean, looking at the, there's obviously probably on that book of fables, there must be probably another the best part of another what fifteen twenty characters yet to be revealed. Yeah, or fifteen or twenty sort of events to relating to the story. On that note, so when I look at it, have you got any characters missing from episodes one or two? Yeah. I've got a couple of gaps. Yeah, yeah. I've got one missing from episode one and two missing from episode two. What do you mean missing? Yeah, can't. So um, you know when you go into your book of fables, and it'll show you them. They're all on tiles, basically, and each tile will have a which I assume has got a number on it, which I assume is the episode number. Um, so I've got there's one tile with the number Mm. one on it that's not complete, and the same for and two tiles with the number two on it. So there mm. must be something somewhere that I haven't interacted with, or something that I haven't picked up or done. Okay. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: I it's going it... to haunt
1: the completionist in me, mad. Well, I think them.
0: in episode one, we all decided to go after Tweedledee or Tweedledum, yeah, and I don't remember what it was in the bar. Didn't we? Rather than chasing after the, woods, yeah, yeah, woodsman. the woodsman yeah. So maybe yeah. there was a couple of characters we would have met if we'd have gone. Mm, mm. Possibly yeah, maybe something through that. Means,
1: yeah, a couple of characters. Another little nugget of information yeah um, mm. yeah. I I mean back when I was taking the notes I was thinking you know I I don't think there's uh, any there's not really any value in even trying to sort of come up with a theory at this point because it's far too early on I think if anything it's actually just muddied the waters more than anything else yeah. after the last episode so it, um, it's,
2: I'll make one definite prediction it's not Ichabod Crane
1: <laughs> I would agree with that yeah I, th- I think that's uh, yeah he's I, just, I just some weebly old man that.
2: who's obsessed with Snow White
1: Yes.
2: Yep. I wonder if there's a secret, there's a hint actually to his character in actually the, you know, if, if someone knew the character, knew the Sleepy Hollow story and knew his character, I wonder if like there's a voyeuristic side to him or something. Yeah. I don't um, know. It's been that's... years. It's
0: been years since I watched Sleepy Hollow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A long, long time. Well, so I think, is it not, that, is it not the case? Did he not. F- did he not have a love interest that ultimately he thought he was in with a chance with and I think she was basically he ended up um being completely spurned by her for somebody far more kind of handsome and wealthy and everything as well. Like I think Big it was like a Yeah, kinda of like a story of kinda of like love unrequited type of thing.
2: Um That would make sense given what we're seeing here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, that would. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Because he's about yeah. to
2: be spanned, isn't he? Because she's going to end up with Bigby and he's obviously quite you obsessed with that. suspect
1: so. There you go. We've cracked it. Mm. <laughs> cracked it. Um, well, yeah, see, that brings us to close this episode. So next time we'll carry on same format um, for episode three, which is called A Crooked Mile. So we'll see what that one entails. We always got a little flash forward to it. The thing I'm excited about most, I think, is that I think we get... A fully transformed Bigby next yeah. time around.
0: Ooh. Yeah. It looks like Bluebeard running the show as well, doesn't it? Yeah, seen that. Sitting
2: yes, yeah,
1: the, yeah, the, yeah. He was yeah. sat there in Ichabod yeah. Crane's chair, wasn't he? And uh, yeah, I forget what else popped up in that one. Actually, I, I, sort of, I quite like the fact. I quite like the flash forwards, but I, I, I've sort of almost just half watched them because. I quite like it to kind of be revealed at the time as you play it rather than. Yeah, but they're
2: so just revealing what they want you to of... see, yeah. aren't they? That's so that's basically It's true. all part of the, the narrative.
3: Yes. Yeah. And they're quite good at it, actually. It's that's like true. for some TV yeah. series, I always turn off the, the episode when it comes to on the next show because they, they spoil yeah. it for yeah. you. But the, these, I mean, yes. they, they're. Well, hand-crafted that's, yeah, well, I think that's to maybe the choices you have made and, and, and they only yeah, exactly. show small glimpses. and... They even try to deceive you a bit, so I, I like that.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I've just been kind of um, maybe sort of bitten once too many about, uh, you know, with, uh, you see, when you've been watching it with a box mm. set or something. So I'll pay more attention to the episode, three. Um Good. Well, before we wrap it up, um, as always, as to where to find us, we say it every time, but it, that's because that's where it is. Our Discord channel is where 99% of our chat and the action takes place. We've mentioned it back at the start. It's where all of our multiplayer setups happen as well. Um, outside of that, we have got a Twitter presence, playthrough underscore pods. We are on both um, Facebook and Twitch, if you just search for a playthrough. And we've got an awesome, a very awesome new website. Thank you to Martin Stevenson, a.k.a. Deadlock. He has been putting in a bit of um, a good bit of work for that, uh, rejigging a few things and revamping it, and uh, I understand it's now looking quite the thing.
2: It looks it great. Is, yeah. yeah, and yeah. the covers, the when you look at it all together with all the covers, it really does look re- It's really good.
1: Yeah. Well so played, we'd so. encourage you to have a look at that. That's got all our back episodes, some further reading articles that relate to other game choices as well, so that's playthroughpod.com. Um, well, worth a visit. I should say you
0: can download the episodes there as well, as stream them
2: as well. Yeah, we were a bit behind because we were having issues with our host and thing, and I was being a bit slow, and um, there we go. Yeah, it's now fully Mm. up to date. So big thank you to Martin.
1: Yeah, as always, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Gents, before we say goodbye, anything else you'd like to add? Anything else you'd like to
2: mention? Any thank yous?
0: Nope, that that covers it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. You're all good. Shout out to Dean Swain for the great cover on episode one and be sending him a message in about five minutes asking him for another one. So yeah, big thanks to him.
1: As always, yeah definitely good good all right well in that case gents we'll wrap it up and we will look to record the next episode again in fairly quick succession after this one so at some point over the next week to 10 days i think we will be in a position to get that done and keep the momentum going so i hope everybody else is enjoying the playthrough alongside with us and we look forward to joining you next time around here on playthrough thank you very much and bye-bye for now bye Bye. Bye cheers
0: bye bye